Blog Talk Radio.
been a long journey, a long road, filled with potholes and obstacles. I've fallen so many times, it forced character though, and growth in my rhymes. Now when I fall, I'm older, get up, smile, brush the dirt off on my shoulders. I used to do things the hard way, today I pray and listen to what God say. The path for my life is laid out for me, you can rest in peace, wreck me, carrying the torch on me. To all the people that got love for me, I push on and try to write our stories. These are the days for constant building, construct futures for all of our children. Make cash, make it last, you know how fast them days will pass in a flash. Stands in the hourglass, slip through your fingers cause you never got a grasp Get a grip, get it straight, or else you let it slip and you never elevate right now There's no time to waste, put your best foot forward and try to keep pace, push on All my people you got, got, got to push on Built my foundation on the rock So when the winds of change come I won't fall off You see my outstretched hand Success means nothing to me Unless I share with my fans To my peeps abroad and stateside Let's make strides Make pace and change lives Create flies Track to change the tide So maybe someday True art will survive I am here to pioneer a brand new pathway Introduce you to God in these last days Everybody's attitude is so cumbersome Run their whole life never knowing what they running from So stop for a second, take a look And listen to the wisdom that is written in the book Get a grip, get it straight Or else you let it slip and you never elevate right now There's no time to wait Put your best foot forward and try to keep pace Push on All my people you got, got, got to push on Down a stream full of broken dreams They call it main, but it's really just a scheme To get you on lock where no one can hear you scream Most devs said it best, it's a better built cell block Where they put you to death if you don't sell hot records But see, we changing that too Big business hip-hop, we aiming at you If they putting out garbage, don't buy it Remember one stone took down the giant Have faith like David and Goliath Avoid the bias to keep your mind pious Get a grip Get it straight, or else you let it slip and you never elevate right now. There's no time to waste, put your best foot forward and try to keep pace, push on. All my people you got, got, got to push on. My man Nack, you got, got, got to push on. The SPs, you got, got, got to push on. On and on and on and on. On and on and on and on. 
one step closer to achieving my goal. Let's know the chosen facts so the people will know. Exact is how we do it. Flow motions run through it. No time for propaganda, so I run right through it. God bless and in the flesh. I delete all the stress. Now bro, we keep it locked like a full court press. Profile to hit the platform, spread the world around town. The chosen resurrector of the critical sound. Get down to the word that we say, then convey. The message in my lesson top notch is my profession, no question. I bless them with the style that I've created universal. So I can never sound dated to find My style of composition of quotes Calibrated rhyme stated Rocking two bar notes Solo Flip the track so we can better our position Live and uncut This is the dope transmission
eventually, especially if you stay on page, stroll through. The optimistic picnic with your whole crew. It's a barbecue with the mystical kids too. And it's true, it ain't all good all the time. In your hood or in mine, we all perform a line. If they was giving out breaks, a good time for me. It's about taste and what makes a good rhyme. Take some basic full time breaks and scrapes. Enough is cool, I'm facing how cool I ain't. Young world, the world like the rule of weight. Assume the weight on your shoulders. I was told the stuff to help you hold up. It's older than hope. Happiness will be best when we're living with a little bit. That's what it's gonna be. When you're thinking things are hopeless. When you're slipping loose and focused. You know how wacky and broke is. But with the bad comes the good place, no sin. It's gonna be. When you're thinking things are hopeless. When you're slipping loose and focused. It's gonna be. You know how wacky and broke is. But with the bad comes the good place, no sin. Life's a bitch, but still you gotta love it. With the good times, also come to I think you tears in a bucket, motherfucker. Cause we all go to trials and tribulations. And we all deal with real life situations. Day out and day in. Like a family relationship and an occupation. Peace all week long, you're back at your workplace. Until you receive that check on Thursday. Nice to go shopping, lay up and chill. But you got your own apartment, so you gotta pay bills. And understand that the hardships we face are real. Like the emotions that sound fine, hard to consider. to the Truth to Power show. Uh, you, you can tell I've been off for a minute here. Uh, you are listening to Dr. Robert X form by way of the Truth to Power show. 
And how are you doing this evening, Dr. Robert X? Hotel, Sister Bev. Hotel, family. Uh, it's extremely Hotel. pleasurable to be back, Bev. <laughs> same, same, likewise. <clears throat> yeah, I I'm know. strapped in. <laughs> I know. And, okay, uh, Beth, we'll, 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 uh, I know. A lot, of stuff, a lot of stuff has happened, so you can lay it on me a little bit at a time, Beth. Well, we're waiting on you to lay it on us, and so uh, what, what, what are we talking about tonight in 2024? <clears throat> this is our maiden voice for 2024. It's the first time we've been on this year. Yes. And so we decided to take on something I think that's controversial, but not because it's controversial. We decided to take it on because it's relevant and it's necessary. And that's why we entitled the program tonight, 2024, Metaphysical Finality of Black Feminine Infinity. Now, I know that's a mouthful. Mm, that is. But uh, the first four letters in, uh, add up to eight, numerologically okay. speaking. Okay. And that's always represented the feminine energy, which is supposed to be infinite. And the reason that that is is because the female gives birth. She brings the trinity together, which is the triangle, metaphysically speaking. Okay? But even though she's infinite, there are things that it can do or have done to it that will render it finite. Okay? And one of those genres that renders it finite is the fake feminine energy, which is what we see right now. And I tell you, Bear, <laughs> we said before we stopped doing the programs or had these interruptions, that there's definitely a movement by the trannies to push their agenda above and beyond all the rest of the people in the so-called LGBT movement. At the top of this, oh, how can I call it? Um, at the top of the pile of Degeneracy is the trannies. Okay, these are not exclusively, but for the most part, old Jewish white guys. Isn't that the, the way the Democratic Party is, too? You, you know, well, you got the radicals. 
Yeah. That's who run the Democratic Party. There is no more Democratic Party for all practical purposes. Okay. If you take a look at the people that the Democrats have put in office, going all the way back to Kennedy, almost every Democrat except one, we're talking presidents, have been either monsters or killers. I'm sorry. Monsters or degenerate. That would be Kennedy, gangster. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but gangster in the classic sense because he really didn't follow, follow in his father's footsteps. He just used his daddy to get where he needed to go. He was a mobster, Joseph Kennedy. Okay, John F. Kennedy was a, uh, let's just say he was addicted to women, and it didn't really matter who they were. As long as they were female, he was going to try to latch on to them. After him, we got Johnson. That's the mobster. Okay, confirmed Texas gangster. Everybody knew he was a gangster. After him came Jimmy Carter He was the only one Okay Uh, But I guess in a sense You could almost call him an international gangster But I won't limit His institutional uh, Connections I'm talking about in terms of trilateral commission And that kind of thing Mm -hmm. To his own personal Connections So I, I won't make him a gangster Okay uh, and what Democrat came after him? Uh, Clinton. Was it? Clinton. Serial rapist, total degenerate. All right? Then after him, of course, comes Obama. Closet homosexual. And really, if you get to know him, the, a person that you would least likely trust with anything of value of yours. Okay? Turn on a dime. Go ahead, Beth. No, I was saying the Bushes. They Republicans. Oh, they was Republicans? Mm, okay. Specifically talking about the Democrats that have been in office since okay. Kennedy. Okay. But the the Republicans, for the most part, have been institutional gangsters. Mm-hmm. All right? And the one who wasn't would probably be Reagan. Everybody else has been institutional gangsters. All right? A meaning... They were controlled by the Jews. We're talking going all the way back to Kennedy. Okay, because the first institutional gangster would be Richard Nixon, put there by David Rockefeller, okay, after he lost the election to Kennedy in 1960. He then goes to work for David Rockefeller or the Rockefeller family. 
So they nurtured him until uh, his time came up in 68. After him becomes Reagan, and of course, Reagan doesn't have the kind of institutional gangsterism that the Bushes have, so they try to kill him. And of course, we got Bush and then another Bush, right? And the only person that that mold is Orange Man for both Republicans and Democrats. And that's why you see is those two forces meld themselves together. They become pretty much degenerate international gangsters. And that's why they're pushing degeneracy globally. Okay? But here's the deal, Sister Bear family. Mm-hmm. None of it could work without the the real nature of this divine feminine energy. And that's why you saw them promoting black women. But they promoted a particular kind of black woman. Again, going all the way back to the origins of the feminist movement. They were the degenerate black women, all these lesbians, right? And I don't know if people paid attention, but during the last cycle in uh, 2022, you had a, a, a huge number of lesbians that ran for political office. And much of what you see taking place now, removal, okay? It actually started with Black Lives Matter when them lesbians got, uh, no pun intended, turned out in terms of misappropriation of all that money that they got. Now you don't even hear about them lesbians no more. Okay? And we said that this year, you will begin to see it manifest itself more and more. So in a week's time, you've had the lesbian up at uh, Harvard. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Harvard, as far as I'm concerned, is nothing more than a womb of incestuous behavior and satanic manifestation. Okay. That's what it is. Uh, Really governed by Penny Pritzker, another uh, Jewish icon, uh, formerly of the Obama administration, and little sister of this fat slob we got for the governor here, who again is the definition of both strains of this degeneracy, and criminal behavior ascending to power, the mob as the government. All right? And we can see the moves that are being made, Sister Bear family, here in 2024, because the corpse can't be sold to anyone anymore. And I I find it quite interesting that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
They got Michelle Obama sitting down with some Hispanic guy talking about how fearful she is. <clears throat> yeah, I saw that. And I said, well, she needs to go back to 2008 to 2016 and take a look at what the hell was going on by way of her closet homosexual husband. There was wars everywhere, okay, creating fake terrorist organizations and all kind of insanity. In the meantime, all the time, plotting to basically overthrow the government of this country. And if you understand, family, that his mama, CIA asset, working for the Agency for International Development, would uh, conveniently end up with one of her first assignments being with Henry Kissinger through Kissinger and Associates, which, as we always say, is if you shorten it, if you shorten Kissinger and Associates, you get K-I-S-S-A-S-S. Kiss-ass. Obama's mama begins to work for him through the Agency for International Development, which is CIA, in China. So literally, Obama can be looked upon as the first true Manchurian candidate 10 years after the movie, The Manchurian Candidate. All right, <clears throat> which I find quite interesting. But all of a sudden, here comes Michelle out of nowhere, <clears throat> and the mainstream media is running stories talking about Obama having uh, several lunches with the courts to let him know that he need to get out the way uh, through the 25th Amendment so that they can put somebody else up there. Okay? Now, let me work backwards, because that's today, all right? A few days ago, this gay character at Harvard University was forced to resign, right? Because on the surface, she didn't answer the questions properly from the body politic in terms of student behavior during the riots that occurred after October 7th in Is It Real? Okay? With the reality being that she's a master plagiarist, all right. And the mainstream media attempting to point the finger for her removal as racism and white supremacy. Family, that was just a few days ago. Yesterday it comes out that Fanny 
right? Down in Georgia, <laughs> that's handling the Georgia case, is screwing with one of her co-workers, another attorney that she hired and paid an absorbent amount of money, right? But that's unethical. And now Fanny, no pun intended, got her big ass out. What a name to have at a moment like this. And the calls are already being made for her to step down if she doesn't get indicted. We ain't even going to, we just going to wait for Letitia James because she too is going to be in a world of trouble because none of the things that they are bringing Orange Man up on are legitimate. None of it. And everybody knows it. Okay? But the real enemy to these people, and it's why the courts doesn't have any support or the support that he has is collapsing, is the real system of white supremacy that's in an uproar, and I'm talking about this Jewish thing, this Zionist thing. Okay? And all around the country, you have incidents taking place that directly involve them. Notice, notice, family, all of a sudden, Zelensky fell off the, the edge of the earth. <clears throat> so don't think for one moment. Not one. That these things are out of order. There's a reason that Jeffrey Epstein has begun to resurface at the beginning of this year. There's a reason for that. Again, another Zionist taking up all of the media space. right in the middle of the collapse of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's collapsing. Okay? And that is this fake black feminine calling card. That's the platform that this so-called power is built upon. All right? D-E-I. But it's really D-I-E. So like so many other things historically of monumental importance, they happen at particular times. And I believe this year of insanity, which has no ending, is going to see 
metaphysical finality in terms of this black feminine energy. I believe we are going to see it, and we are beginning to see it, sacrificed everywhere because it's of no more use to design this hierarchy. There may well not be an election by the end of this year. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a coup d'etat that takes place in this country by the end of the year or just shortly before that. I thought we had one at the last election. Actually, you had one in 2020, yes. But that one was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Covert. This next one is going to be overt. Because they cannot have the people have a voice in this country. And I, I keep saying, Bev, family, they will do anything. They're capable of anything. All right? Look, when you see these people having sex in the Senate chambers, and they got this white boy with his nasty ass in the air and put the pictures all over the media because he was running the the videos online. Remember the little white boy that was like an intellectual who the Republicans got mad at because he was talking about all the degeneracy that he sees going on. He only been there for one term. Mm-hmm. He was talking about all the cocaine and orgies that these people are engaging in and that they was inviting him to come and he wouldn't get involved. He was an invalid. Okay. But even being an invalid, doesn't stop you from being compromised because you had an invalid balled up in a chair who was a so-called genius, but it didn't stop them from balling his little ass up and taking him to F.C. Right. Okay. Sitting there with that permanent grin on his face. And this dude was... So I think that's what's getting ready to happen, and that's what's happening. And I wish I could say that I feel sorry for some of these people, Cause even, but I don't. Because even with the ass whooping looming, these people keep their mouth shut when it comes to pointing out the real system of white supremacy. And media... And this complicity, because it's controlled by them, will not say that to any degree. They want to point the finger at racism and white supremacy, when, as we've uh, outlined here, the real system of racism and white supremacy is being run by the Zionists, the international Jews. 
because you can't look at nothing, I mean nothing, that's going on and not see them behind it. And let me let me thank the family. Uh, you knew who you you know who you are. You come from the East Coast. I think one is from Virginia. The other is, of course, from New York. Thanks, family. I did get the donations. Much appreciated. Okay, much appreciated. So, family, this is not going to be a very good year. for black women who choose to serve the interests of the beast. It's about time. Uh, yeah, I think that they have, they've gotten so arrogant with it because they literally been telling other black people to kiss their ass. Now, I find it interesting that the numbers are growing, both male and female, growing in terms of the support for the MAGA movement. I didn't say the Republican Party. Right. Okay? Which needs uh, a little death to go with it as well. Okay? I said the MAGA, totally different thing. All right? So, uh, I'm looking at some things here, family. And I think that the thing that's going to bring them down, and it, it, this appears to be the case, is this deviant sexual nature of these people. Because, Bev, I don't know if you talked about when the little white boy got busted posting the videos of him getting reamed out in Congress, and then for maybe a day and a half, Congress act like they were outraged. But nobody called the congressman to account that hired this faggot. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't talked about it. Yeah, you know? And, of course, you see this all throughout this administration with these social degenerates all over the damn place. And as we say it, if you're a heterosexual, you ought to be outraged. Because if you ain't one of these degenerates, you need not apply, nor should you look for, any upwardly mobile movement within the context of this degeneracy. That's all they were hiring, <clears throat> and that's all they were promoting. Mm-hmm. All of them. Right. And, so, and someone... And, in the chat room also is saying that the MAGA is they mad at uh Mike Johnson for pulling a McCarthy move. Yeah. But we got we got to wait a little bit on Mike Johnson. Okay. I said that before, Bear. Uh, but you won't mm-hmm. have to wait long because he's gonna have to make certain moves. Okay? He's going to have to make certain moves. And if those moves aren't made, you'll know he's been gotten to as well. I mean, the stakes are extremely high because this is the year that they want to have the coup. Mm -hmm. That means 
martial law, no more freedom of movement, no more free speech, and they're trying to uh, legalize the whole uh, removal of free speech right now through the United Nations. See, that's why I said last year, Bev, there are things going on in the background when people are singing happy days are here again. And I'm saying, no, I haven't seen these people from the World Economic Forum pull back, although in honesty, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and ESG are both headed towards the trash heap. Because the people found out. But it hasn't from social media manipulation and general internet propaganda at an all time high. Some of the lies that I've heard these people say, uh, starting with Joe Biden being a, uh, one of the leaders in the civil rights movement. Right. That was hilarious. I want y'all to think, family. Just think, though. This dude's mentor in the Senate was the Grand Dragon of the Klan. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Openly. Just like Hillary Clinton told that are pushing the agenda today and that's for both the Republicans and the Democrats because many of the so-called neocons today were Democrats in the 60s. All right? Um, Many of those people have now grown up and they're all on the same team. Okay? You got the neocons right there with the Clintons. All right, the, the Defense Department establishment, neocons, right there in the Obama administration. They call them neoliberals, but there's no difference in terms of the agenda for the neoliberals and the neoconservatives, the neocons. It's the same agenda. So today you got the Clintons and the Koch brothers pushing the same agenda. You see? Uh, it's going to be real well, what about? Go ahead. And what about the black general who had prostate, went, uh, was in the hospital and nobody even knew? Uh, oh, and he, he was gone. <laughs> he was mighty Joe Young. Uh-huh. That's what I call him. Uh, I'm just sitting here hoping that he eat his ass up. <laughs> okay. I don't see him any differently than I do any other of these people who want to use my people's suffering to push a political agenda of the real white supremacists in this country. And that's what all of these people have been doing. All of them. Because if they hadn't, they wouldn't be in the positions that they're in. Right. 
So all of these people have been compromised for a long time. But there are other components, Sister Bear family, in terms of the metaphysical aspect and the finality of this black feminine infinity. You got to be, you know, in order to uh, interject an infinity, that must be a powerful force. Right? Because it doesn't have any ending. That's the universe. All right? It has no beginning and no ending. Well, that's why they picked this eight year. Uh, I don't know, Bill. Well, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the eight. You know how the eight is, is, is like that. It's no, it's just continuous. Yes. Oh, good point. Excellent point. Yes, that, that could very well be the case. And that it just goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like our DNA, don't it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the metaphysical aspects of our DNA that have never been really totally outlined. Okay? So we got to deal with that. But we also have to take into account other aspects of metaphysical speaking uh, of these times that we're in. Okay? And uh, another component of that, and it keeps popping up, uh, I'm not surprised that it's popping up again uh, this year, uh, besides the meaning of the number eight, how does that connect with the tarot? Because, Bev, if you go back to 2016, the year of the nine, we clearly saw the tarot being, I mean, just put all over the place, even in terms of the little white girl creating a new metaphysical tarot, right? And she was given all the rewards for it, totally creating a totally new tarot, complete with different magical personifications. Little Jewish girl, well, what else? Okay. Uh, Here we go again with the uh, uh, what do you want to call it there, the symbol for infinity. You talking about the eight symbol? It's really called the Lemniscate. The Lemniscate. But if you notice, Sister Bear, Mm -hmm. it appears over the head of the magician in the tarot, the first tarot card, which remember, Sister Bear, we said represents planet Trump. Mm -hmm. So here we are with him running again and running away according to these people uh, who do the polls, and I don't do polls, because to me... Uh, they can be manipulated. Oh, uh, and, and much, much more. They can. 
Yeah. Yeah. They can manipulate you with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no, I ain't doing no pose. I go through metaphysical pose by listening to the people and seeing what the people are saying or where they are in terms of their uh, their mindset. And, man, I've never seen anything like it in terms of black people. I've never seen anything like it. Okay? But that tarot, uh, although it's used in more than one card in the tarot, the limnescape figures very prominently in the movement and the actions of the magician. The very first card, which is also the very last card. Okay? Representing infinity. He's the first and the last. He's the alpha and the omega. These next couple of sessions are going to be extremely interesting in terms of showing the family how all of these things, these particular areas, are coalescing here in 2024. Okay? Now. And it's it's ironic that four and four makes eight. (laughs) You mean in terms of 2024? Yeah. Well, just the number, you know, we in the eight, and we don't, what you just was saying, the four, and two of them makes uh makes eight. Yeah, twenty and twenty four. That's eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, last year was seven. Yeah. But I, I, for and, us, but some, somebody somebody also said in the in the um in the chat room that the total eclipse of the sun this year is is on April the eighth. Dealing with, about, still dealing with that eight. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm trying not to make anything up. I'm just trying to, no pun intended, uh, read the tea leaves, <laughs> which is what the people mm-hmm. that used to... Uh, uh, that's how it all started. What fellas, yeah, the tea that's yeah, they read the tea leaves. So, yeah, we just reading the tea leaves here and uh, giving our assessment based on the things that are happening or that we perceive have a, 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 a greater possibility of happening. And that's what I see. I see this lesbian black woman getting her ass handed to her, okay, because, because of her arrogance. That's her biggest problem. And that arrogance uh, comes through in how she talks. Let me let me show you, family. Now I know some of you have already seen some of these things, but man, I tell you, I don't know what has happened. I don't know if they got these people in rooms and they groom them on how to disrespect people. But, Bev, you can go back 
and, you know, I live in a bubble, so sometimes the language that I hear from people shocks me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can go back to 2015, 2016, uh, that, that era, when I'm hearing the language that's used by these allegedly educated black women, most of them overweight, but the media never uh, had a problem sticking a microphone in their face or finding them wherever they were. Okay? And it was just shocking to me that women who I view as the softer side of men, because we hand in glove here. When you see a woman that outcuts a sailor when it ain't even necessary, right? You see these tiny little girls running around in the streets talking about whose street, our streets. And this kind of stuff, and I'm asking myself, what the hell is going on here? Have these lesbians become full-fledged men? Because I think most of us would admit that some of this stuff, in terms of the veracity of these lesbians, snuck up on us. I know people in the work world, in the world of academia, and they have been talking about the veracity, uh, the aggressiveness of these. But back then, it was homosexuals. Like they knew something. This is in the 90s. They knew stuff that the rest of us didn't know. So I know people who were tenured professors who would uh, tell me about the arrogance of these homosexuals. And we began to talk about, even back then, how these lesbians and homosexuals were being given preferential treatment over heterosexual black people. Okay? And they came in under the banner of being blacker than black. Okay? So that you couldn't question their black credentials. All right? Um, But as time went on, now we see that these people are overly aggressive and that they basically corrupted a generation, maybe two, of young people. Totally corrupted. But I want to try to pull up something here so you can understand, family, exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I hope I can find it. Okay. Here's one example of what I'm talking about, family. You'll know it right away. Okay. Now, I know all everybody probably has seen this video, okay? Uh, MSNBC slash 
NBC seems to have a penchant for hiring these nasty dykes. Okay, that goes for that bald-headed one who has came back on the scene here lately, Bev, who always comes up. <laughs> Every four years when there's an election, here she comes again, bogarding everybody. Okay? Who, Brazil? You're talking about Brazil? Uh, Brazil is the old dyke. This is the younger one. Okay. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Big mouth. Nasty. All right? Totally bald-headed. And, well, every now and then she have three or four parts in her head. But check this out, family. This is an example of what I'm talking about. Okay? So remember when Vivek said this at the... Uh... I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? Because the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11 that the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform, that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment, that actually put on the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday okay. morning quarterbacking and criticizing when it's convenient. Governor Christie. Okay, so January 6th was an inside job by the deep state. 9-11 was an inside Saudi hit job. Russiagate is fake. And, oh, yeah, Israel has the right to defend itself. Add another name to the almost made it club. Almost made it. But he, so he had to go defend himself for saying that stuff on CNN. So he goes on CNN, and uh, what is the name of the this female journalist? Uh, doesn't matter really, but she stinks. <laughs> she's right. She's interchangeable with a bunch of other. So ones she's been stink. giving she's been giving a list of talking points that she's supposed to just keep saying over and over. And I honestly don't think this woman knows what happened on January sixth. Yeah. I I honestly think she she believes the propaganda. And so she's going to ask him a question. But the reason why I'm going to show you this, and I'm going to try and play it as long as I can without stopping it, is because watch how horrible of an interview this is. This is not an interview. This is CNN doing straight-up propaganda and talking over someone who the audience wants to hear from. Now, the audience, pay attention. The audience, every time, even though the CNN reporter is talking over Vivek, the CNN audience is applauding what Vivek keeps saying. This is not going well for CNN. Watch this. Let me ask you about something that you said at the debate last week. You used the phrase inside job to describe what happened on January 6th. The next day, Capitol rioter Alan Hosteller uh, highlighted your comments at his sentencing. He is going to prison for 11 years. Hosteller threatened members of Congress. He brought hatchets, knives, pepper spray, sun batons, tactical gear to the U.S. Capitol. Are you concerned that a convicted felon like that is now promoting your comments in court? 
Oh, so here's my concern, Abby. And I want to tell you guys where I'm at. If you had told me it's close to three years ago that January 6, 2021 happened, if you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media, but was spoken. And by the way, he just, when I look for qualifications for assigning my faith in a political leader, I always default to a biotech CEO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just says, that's why he's got a shot at anything. That's I think why you're right. Why he could talk about the truth about a bunch of stuff? The guys walk the walk. Yes, that's right. This is so they kind of belong together. One corporate servant versus another. This is the America's Godzilla battle. She just <laughs> she's just going to robotically push ahead with what they told her to say. And here we go, watch. Son, my world of developing medicine. If you had told me that January 6th was in any way an inside job, the subject of government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19 about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. You can go straight down the list of Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. a shame. Robinson, if, let me finish this answer. Well, let me this just, is, this I, really I'm going to go ahead and answer. So he finally gets to the part of the answer that is addressing her direct question, and she just stops him. He just stops him. Mr. Rosalie, I'm going to interrupt you for you answer the thing I'm, that I asked. That's the thing, I'm just going to, I have to stop, and I have to say, I have to answer the question for you. That's what she's doing. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a bullshit preamble. It wasn't bullshit, but it was his preamble to his answer, and as soon as he gets to his answer, she starts to talk over him and starts to answer the question for him because someone starts yelling in her ear. Read the thing we gave you. Read the thing we gave you. But there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. a shame. Robinson, if, if I may finish this answer. Well, let me just. I, I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here because, because you're saying that there were federal agents. You're saying that there were federal agents. This is important. So the audience hears what he's saying. Yeah. The audience hears saying, I know where this isn't approved. They're not supposed to be able to say this. There were federal agents in the crowd in January 6th. And the, and the, crowd, the crowd knows that now. So people know that now. Yeah. And CNN is still operating on the thing that, that no, 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 nobody knows this yet. They're trying to install an AI version of this chick, like in your computer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. From to keep you from that. <laughs> <laughs> First, there are federal agents in the pad on, on, on January 2nd. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January 2nd. So, so why, before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so tell So you're saying were. that there's no, that you have not seen evid any evidence so that there seen were. We've seen multiple informants suggesting that they were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asked. Is there any evidence? Yes, 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 and why don't you let him answer the question? Why do you think yeah. that when the FBI was actually questioned in the Senate, how many FBI agents were in the crowd, they wouldn't answer? They said, I can't comment on that. I can't comment. Is all the proof I need all the to know? It was a lot. How much more proof do you need? If they didn't, they go, no. That's and then right. when you go, there's no evidence, and they deny it, yeah. oh, okay, well, yeah. here's the deal. We're not going to deny it? 
So they're there. That's okay. all that means. Make sure that you understand. Oh, oh, I, I understand the people. I told you. I was where is the, the, where is the evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot, an inside job, but no, fired an inside job? I'm not going to violence on January 6th. I'm not going to put words in my mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what, what I mean by that. Where is the evidence that the government was involved in planning or executing she, January 6th? I've never seen anything like this. I've, she just won't stop. He's literally answering her question. He's got facts to use to answer her question, and she will just keep talking over him and interrupting him. Oh, you know why? She probably isn't listening to what he says because the earpiece. Because the earpiece. She's repeating what's She's in her ear. She's being told in her ear, keep saying this. So she can't hear the answer. That's right. It's like Freebie and the Bean. Hit her with the phone bill. <laughs> so I'm going to give you hard facts, and, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable. But we're gonna we're, we're gonna go through this, and you can and you can you can push it back Wait, on it after, and you can push back on that, and let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released? Two hundred hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd. You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Now you see footage coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet. For Capitol Mr. Police, allow Mr. Ramaswamy, again, right through the front. The vast majority of that footage could have been released no. before. So she just won't. I've never seen anything like that. I'm honest. I mean, as bad as corporate media is, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So and the, the, the audience, dumb, dumb. As, as the audience that you assembled is applauding for him in Des Moines, Iowa, by the way. Uh, uh, you you won't let him answer the question, and you keep talking over him, and you keep moving the goalposts, and you keep changing the subject. And the vast majority of the footage shows and my police officers being overrun by violent really rioters. That's what the vast majority of, of, of it shows. So what, here's what I'm, I'm not cherry-picking. Let me finish that. I'm not cherry-picking. I'm not cherry-picking. So have you ever seen, has anyone here ever seen anything like that? If the vast majority shows what she says, which she didn't watch any of it. Which she didn't watch any of it. Why would you hold it back since it shows the thing you want people to believe? That's right. The vast majority. Did someone tell you that? I know you didn't watch 400 hours of shit. That's right. Do the
she really doesn't. She's being told what to do. I really don't want to know what you may keep telling me in my ear to interrupt you, so I keep interrupting you. I don't want you to mislead the audience here or at all. The audience is laughing at the CNN journalist, at the TV talker. The audience is la just laughed at her. I, I got to stop his ass because I don't know, family. All I know is black people used to have some level of dignity. Now, if you want to go and get black people that still have some level of dignity, apparently you have to go and watch a Cat Williams video. You with me, Bear? I'm here. Cat um, Williams yeah. has more integrity. He's dropping the bombs, yes. All of these people put together. And I'm not going to talk about Cat Williams because it's been discussed enough as far as I'm concerned. He right, said the thing. Right. But I guarantee you, he didn't tell you anything that we haven't discussed, particularly with these fake comedians who I've told you. It's obvious they're not funny, okay, at all. They wouldn't know what comedy was if you wrote every joke for them. They're not funny, and it's obvious. Led by people like Steve Harvey, it's obvious. Okay, these are some of the wickedest people. Okay, we don't come at this by happenstance. We was exposing Oprah Winfrey on Chicago cable access TV in the eighties, openly documenting who she was and what she represented. I think, uh, I don't know how old Cat Williams was then, but he would have to have been maybe 10, 12 years old. That's how far back we go with this. We didn't need anybody to tell us about uh, so-called Diddy. It's obvious. All right. My thing, my appeal was to people who think they want to get in that industry or these industries, entertainment. You may want to come up with a different way to make your money. Because I'm here to tell you, that's not one you really want to get in. It's filthy. I mean filthy. That's why we don't pull no punches, and we didn't pull no punches on Jamie Foxx. Because we know he knows. Any of the rest of these people, none. But that one little dude, that Kevin dude, I'm still trying to figure it out, Bear. I have never seen anything that this dude is, has been in. Never. Ever. Were you talking about Kevin Hart? Yes. So I don't know how you're going to be a comedian, and I ain't never seen nothing that you in. But you're supposed to be at the top of the food chain. And the same thing goes for people like Steve Harvey. 
found out okay. all that lies about him being homeless and all that. They just See, they a straight up lie. Bev, let's chalk it up to a joke. But the overall point is, these guys haven't done anything that's funny. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And now, Bev, there's a crop of females. There's been a crop of females for about the last 10 years. Most of them come out of Saturday Night Live or being pushed by people affiliated with that. Okay, And they ain't funny either. So you you can literally count the real comedians on one hand. And you know who they are because for some reason, Things always happen to them. But these people are watching Dave Chappelle with a fine-tooth comb, just looking for any little thing. They did the same thing to Martin Lawrence. These are funny guys, okay? I'm sorry. Will Smith ain't funny. Or is he? <laughs> Yeah, we we used to call his kind funny. But these people, they have people writing jokes for them in situation comedy. No. Family, you understand what <laughs> I'm saying here. People who are naturally funny style some of the funniest stuff you ever seen or heard in your life. They don't need nobody to write no jokes for them. Right. The best hip-hop artists. The real hip-hop artists, of which there are very few today, can come off the top of their dome in a moment's notice. Okay? Uh, These were the real artists, but them people they end up getting attacked because of their nature of being impromptu. They're not rehearsed. Everything just flows with them. All right? It's not fake. I'm sorry, Beth? No, I just said it's not fake. Yeah. You can count those people on one hand, okay? The women, I can't even give you one name. I can't give you one name. Okay? Um, The one who was funny, what happened to her? Oprah and the the gay mafia piled on her like a ton of bricks. Who was that? Uh, The sister that told them to you know, go uh, kick rock because she was going to spend some time with her family because she didn't want to go on this tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, Monique. You're talking about Monique. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Monique. Mm -hmm. You can count them people on one hand because they're not totally controlled, so the systems come at them. Yeah. And they step on them. Look how long they've been on that system. Right, and they use that gay mafia to silence them. 
And then look at who they promote. Man, this is why, see, I know these people are ruthless. They, they don't come more ruthless than Oprah Winfrey. Ruthless. Okay? Let me show you why this is important, family, and how this fits into the metaphysical finality of black feminine infinity in 2024. Harvard's president resigned. Who benefits? This is from theforward.com. Here's what they say. Now check this out now, because I guarantee you, most of you, when you hear the, the rationale or the reasoning for why they got rid of her, it's because she didn't uh, go along with the uh, 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 apparent uh, moneyed line in terms of her thinking, okay? But they were trying to bury that, and then she came out because she know she can't really attack the entity of white supremacy because it would make her premise of white supremacy and diversity, equity, and inclusion, it would show you the farce that it really is because it's being financed by Zionist Jews as a front to push the agenda. <clears throat> they have no intention on practicing nothing remotely connected to or associated with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's why they get rid of it. Okay? And, and again, the reason well, you don't see the reason you don't see them jumping up and down on it is because many of the people who are at the apex of that movement on the universities are young Jews. Go ahead, Ben. Mm-hmm. What was the night? What was the title of the article again? Harvard's president resigned. Who benefits? Okay. Right. It's from the forward.com. It's a Jewish magazine. How cultural warriors weaponized Jewish grief and forced Harvard's president to resign. How culture warriors weaponized Jewish grief and forced Harvard's president to resign. There, did you hear about well, the tunnel? Uh, it's a lot of uh, noise. We can hear you a lot of messing with hearing what you saying. I was messing with the phone a little bit. Is that better? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's better. Watch this, Bear. Um, oh, wow. It'll come back to me. They say here, in a few years, no one will remember ex-Harvard president Claudine Gay's plagiarism kerfuffle. Okay, so plagiarism, of which she is a prolific plagiarist. Okay, and, and I'm, y'all know, family, I got a soft spot, spot for plagiarism, right? Because 
Mr. Johnson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so my identity, names of my forms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I take it personal because it's me. Okay? Uh, and I don't know where dude came from, but I told you what was going to be his, his eventual outcome. And damn, if it ain't coming true, because we're going on like 10, 12 years now with, with the school, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now, y'all, y'all, y'all let me know now, because I told you at the end of his rainbow is some sister that ain't going to take what he put down on other sisters, all right? And he's going to get back to him what he put out there to them. Now, just watch, all right? Anyway. Uh, they say, all we remember is that she angered some rich pro-Israel donors as well as opportunistic activists and politicians, and they got her fired. They got her fired. Uh, That should be chilling. Gay, who resigned Tuesday after just a six-month tenure, has faced calls for her resignation since October when a consortium of Harvard student organizations issued a statement blaming Israel for the October 7th attack. So wait a minute. Where's this consortium of student organizations? Okay. Why aren't they being punished? Because here's the deal, Sister Bear. Harvard mm-hmm. was voted as the the number one institution where free speech has been outlawed. They don't allow nobody on that campus who don't spit out that LGBT stuff. Remember, Harvard University is the citadel for incestual behavior and Satanism. It's the womb of it. And you look at all of the people that put Harvard down as one of their last academic stops before they were unleashed on the general population, and it's scary. Okay? Up to and including Obama and Michelle. How did they all end up at Harvard? Let's keep going. They say gay, and how did she get that name? How the hell did she get that name of gay? And she's a flaming lesbian. She has no legitimate academic standing, but yet she becomes the president of Harvard? Did they look? You think they looked at her background, Bev? You think they looked at her academic writings before they put her in that spot? That way. Of course they did. So they knew who she was before she knew who she was. <laughs> it's amazing. But they wanted her there because she feels a particular bill. She's a lesbian, and she's an immigrant. 
She's a lesbian. What? She's an immigrant. She's from Haiti. Her mom okay. and her her family basically uh, ran the largest concrete manufacturing concern in Haiti. She didn't come from no poverty. So she fit all of the boxes that these people like to put in front of us. Okay? To get up to look up get us to look up to these people. All right? Now, uh, is this the one? Well, let me let me make sure I I get this article in. Now, they're going to say uh, gay who resigned Tuesday after six months month tenure has faced calls for her resignation since <laughs> October when a consortium of Harvard student organizations. Uh, issued a statement blaming Israel for the October 7th attacks. Instead of condemning that position, Harvard's response merely stated that gay and senior administrators were, quote, heartbroken by the death and destruction unleashed by the attack by Hamas, unquote. Calls for gay's resignation increased after her much-scrutinized testimony in front of the Congress on the question of whether calls for genocide against Jews would violate Harvard's anti-harassment policies. She correctly noted answer depended on context, but did not condemn such statements, which she was not asked to do. The criticism was particularly vehement and sustained from conservatives. The same conservatives who until about five minutes ago professed deep fears that ideologically motivated actors were canceling academics they agreed with. But times have changed. Now, again, here they go in the forward, which is a Jewish liberal magazine, pointing the finger at conservatives who have absolutely no power to stop what was going on on college campuses where people who didn't agree with the whole LGBT movement were being canceled left and right. They would not allow you on the campuses, period. And not just on college campuses. If you attempted to hold some kind of event and they found out about it, they would call the owner of the establishment where you were going to have your event and cancel you. Okay? These are the Marxists. Okay? And another day, you refer to them as Bolsheviks. All right? Same people, same identification card, same people. But you can't say it. So they're uh, attempting to shift the weight of why Claudine Gay got fired to loudmouth conservatives complaining about her academic credentials, okay? 
the reason she got fired is now getting ready to be laid out. They say there are two motives in the coalition that forced this surrender. The pro-Israel politics of extremely wealthy, mostly Jewish donors like Bill Ackman, Bill Ackman, and the war on woke higher education by social conservatives like Representative Elise Stefanik and the same cadre of activists like Christopher Rufo, who call gay people groomers and fight to ban books. Both are troubling. So now again, you can see, now they want to try to say the weight on why she got fired was because of Christopher Rufo, who I guarantee you uh, probably nobody in the family has ever heard of, and Elise Stefanik, whose name gets mentioned every blue moon, okay? Uh, you know of the, probably the other one, something Taylor Green and and Matt Gates. you know of those. But I'm, I venture to say I'm going to go out on a limb that most of you know very little about these two so-called conservatives, all right? But the, the thing was, it has that Jewish money, the white supremacist money that make the institutions like Harvard where they were financing all of this stuff that was going on, the same Jews, the same ones were financing all of this cancel culture and all of that stuff, okay, until the fake activists, all right, the wind-up dolls stepped on the wrong toe. Remember that uh, BDB, I forget the, the letters, that uh, divestment movement that was around in the college campuses being run by some of these same people, and they killed it quick. They made anybody that was associated with it say that it wasn't legitimate. Okay. Go sit. All right, so now, you're looking at the real, the real power in the system of white supremacy, and it's always these Jewish billionaires, okay? And they must be identified and named, and that's what's happening here, okay? When they found out that this dude's wife, Ackman, was also a plagiarist. They did nothing. And they ain't going to do nothing because he's already threatened to out a whole lot of them who got these fake credentials. Okay? Why? Because he got the money to make it happen. That's why. Okay? So they showing you as we told you some weeks ago, if you're paying attention to what's going on, these times are monumental.
Because for the first time, and I've been monitoring this stuff for a long time, this is the first time that these people have stuck their head out of these tunnels that they done dug to hide in. Yes, I'm I'm making a, a mention of the tunnels that these folks done dug because of the one that they just found in New York the other day with the Orthodox. That ain't the first time that this has happened. Okay? Where they found uh, little children's beds in the tunnels. So what the hell were they digging tunnels in the middle of New York for? And why did they have children's stuff down in them tunnels? All right? Again, this is not the first time that this has happened. The last time they got busted with the tunnels, they got busted selling organs, okay, money laundering, and drugs to rabbis right there in New York just a few years ago. Okay? Let's keep going. They say, yes, the immediate pretext for Gay's resignation was a plagiarism controversy. Say, as someone who holds a doctorate and has written a handful of academic articles, as well as a book based on my doctoral dissertation, that Gay's use of paraphrases that are really unattributed quotations with one or two words changed around is a significant offense. No, it's plagiarism. One or two words changed around of somebody else's work. Everyone in the academic world knows this kind of non-citation is, a, is an ethical violation and Gay did it at least five, in at least five of her 11 scholarly articles. Of course, scholars can quote, but they have to cite as well. That's how it works. Then again, it's also true that Gay, whose research focuses on government and African-American studies, is primarily a quantitative scholar, not a literary one. What the hell is is a quantitative scholar? Oh, okay, I get it. A quantitative scholar will be one who allegedly has knowledge and knowledge of, of let's say, uh, an abundance of knowledge in a variety of different areas as opposed to, and again, I'm just going off the top of my head, as opposed to a literary one, which would be one that read a lot of particular, a lot of books by a particular author, okay, or subject matter, and becomes basically scholarly in those pursuits. So uh, it doesn't uh, negate the fact that she has literally half of her writing somebody else's, okay? They say she didn't steal anyone's research and she didn't take credit for anyone's ideas beyond a few phrases here and there. This was an infraction, but it's more like a speeding ticket than a criminal offense where it depends on who pulled you over. In context, the plagiarism issue is clearly a pretext to pressure Gray 
and this is what's important, family. And Harvard Corporation, okay, the plagiarism issue is clearly a pretext to pressure gays. And Harvard Corporation, remember I told you, Harvard Corporation is presided over by Penny Prisker, okay, of this gangsterous Prisker family whose roots go back to the mob, right? And she was one of the few people that was allowed to participate in the 80s in the members-only theft that was the uh, primary reason for the housing collapse, okay, with the junk, junk bonds and, and all this kind of stuff, okay? Only certain people were allowed to participate in that thing. She was one of them, all right? But, of course, she's one of Obama's people. And I'll tell you this about Obama and his people. The real important ones generally are always hidden. So you have to look and see who's behind him to really understand who pulling his strings. And it should be constructive, family, that while they're all over the place talking about Obama's running the White House and all this kind of thing, right, the question you should ask yourself is, where did all this power come from that he has? Or is somebody telling him, here's the parameters we want you to walk in, and don't go outside those parameters, but here's what we want you to do. And that's more accurate than somebody trying to tell me that this closeted homosexual just came up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he the boss of the world. Tell somebody that that don't know any better. No, no, sir. He may know how to manipulate certain groups of people, okay? But I vividly recall in 2015, 2016, when he was getting ready to step down, had he not stepped down, large numbers of people in this country was willing to throw his ass down. because he had already sufficiently wrecked the country with this LGBT nonsense. Forget all the wars. Nobody wanted him. That's how Orange Man even had a scent, a a hint of legitimacy because of Obama and his policies. And somehow they want you to think that those policies have nothing to do with Michelle Obama. If she get her ass in the race, it doesn't really matter to me. I could care less. She going to suffer the same fate as anybody else that attempts to run up against Orange Man, and they know it. They know it. That's why I think a coup, overt, Martial law and the whole bit is a real life possibility for the first time in this country, and this country will never recover. Let's go back to this article. The Harvard Corporation. 
They say the whole campaign, particularly government action, is the political equivalent of a slap suit, a threat of legal action made with the intention of making its target's life so miserable that they just give up, okay, which is what the weaponization of the judiciary is really all about, weaponizing the law, okay? They know they lie on people, but they're going to charge you with all kind of phony stuff so you can spend anything that looked like money in the courts and basically bankrupt you. This is what they've been doing, knowing that in the final conclusion, all that stuff going to get thrown out of courts on the, uh, once the people, if they're able to appeal these fake decisions to the Supreme Court. Okay? But make no mistake about it, family. Ackman, Ackman, all right, is the real culprit. And those other Jewish people, like Sister Bear, the owner of Victoria's Secret, who also threatened to pull his money out, remember? Right. And you keep seeing all of these things. You going to say something, Bear? Uh Uh-uh. Go ahead. I'm listening. Let me show you how important this is. Because that's the same guy that runs Victoria's Secrets out of Ohio, who I'm running a blank on his name, that's the same guy that basically was the sponsor of Jeffrey Epstein and gave Epstein the mansion in New York where all of the dirty stuff, the nasty stuff, was being filmed. You see? None of this stuff is disconnected. It's the same people over and over. The same people that are financing the the mutilation of the young people cutting off their genitals is the same people that was financing Epstein. Epstein was a household name at Harvard. Let's Uh, keep going. Let's. Les Wisner. Wisner. The Wisner, okay, of the MEGA group, billionaire Jewish mafia gangsters. Now, watch this, family. They say Ackman's role in the fracas is particularly troubling because no one would give a fig about his ill-informed and inflammatory views were he not a billionaire. Ackman is the founder and CEO of Pershing Square Capital Management. His December, look, how is it that these people have immersed themselves in two areas specifically? Capital management and technology where the capital management boys finance the fake technology boys. Okay? They say, and they're talking about Ackman, his December the 10th letter to the Harvard governing board 
demanding Gay's removal, misstated her position, and hyperbolically inflated their impact. They say Gay did not support rather than condemn the organizations who signed the offensive and preposterous statement holding Israel entirely responsible for the October 7th attacks. She simply repeated the free speech mantra that student organizations speak, speak for themselves and not for Harvard. But I've got I to gotta echo this again. Harvard University has the strictest penalties on free speech than any college in the country. In other words, there is no free speech that they don't sanction. Okay? They say, uh, and is it really plausible that President Gay's mishandling of October 7th and its aftermath on campus have led to the metastasis of anti-Semitism to other universities and institutions around the world? The statement of a Harvard University president is what inspired the bigots in Victoria County or France. I share what seems to be Ackman's painful, anguished, and arguably traumatized response to October the 7th. It still keeps me awake at night, but that doesn't mean the response is right. Because it isn't about principle. It's about power. And yes, that exercise of power obviously reinforces anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories of how rich, powerful Jews squelch criticism of Israel. Somehow, the same people hyper-concerned with the optics of gay's actions can seem willfully oblivious to their own. As to the culture warriors who joined with Ackman in efforts to displace gay, they're part of a nationalistic campaign opposed to small-I liberalism. No, there's no such thing as small-I liberalism. Okay, as we as we pointed out and noted years ago, there's no difference between neoconservatism and neoliberalism. Okay? They go on to say something very interesting. They say, it's not about free speech or the toleration of multiple viewpoints. It's simply a campaign of power, right against left, outside against theirs, MAGA versus woke. Conservatism versus progress. No, that's fake analysis. It's Zionism versus the rest of the world. It's Jewish supremacy, which is Zionism, versus the rest of the world, the Goyim. That's what it's really about. They say, when our side is being censored, we are for free speech. When our side is being attacked by speech, we are against free speech. No. Uh, we've made it quite clear. Uh, if Alex Jones don't have free speech, 
I don't have it. Years ago, before any of this came up. All right? If I don't like your speech, I just don't listen to it. But I defend your right to have it because I want it. Okay? And when you see our side versus their side, no. That's somebody trying to get you to stay in a a non-authentic position so that they can authentic authenticate what is authentic. Okay? But it's a non-authentic position. They say the agenda of people like Stefanik and Rufo is entirely clear. They have long fought against any form of education that they deem sufficiently patriotic that dares to question conservative narratives of American greatness, that points out the enduring power of systemic racism, that diverges from religious traditions regarding sexuality and gender in the hubbub over campus conflict over the war. They have found a new inroad for their fight. Now, that's that's one hell of a propagandistic paragraph. Because, again, it is written through the prism of us versus them. And no, if most black people knew, all right, that black history was being used as a cover. And I, I, as an example, I'll tell you to consult that interview that Kanye did with the Jewish boy where the Jewish boy want Kanye to get rid of his history, but the Jewish boy tells you point blank, I'm not getting rid of mine, but you got to get rid of yours. Okay? That's why they want to give you some 1619 pushed by a bunch of lesbian women. All right? They say the same folks are attacking school boards, liberal arts curricula. Yeah, because liberal arts curricula is not classic liberalism. It's LGBT nasty stuff, period. And that's not my opinion. It's in your face. And the stuff is so nasty that if you try to go to school board hearings and read it, your chances of being arrested are extremely high because they tell you that the stuff they want your children to read, that you attempt to read in front of school board meetings, is pornographic. But it ain't pornographic if they give it to your children in the school. They say, They've long fought against any form of education, blah, 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 blah. They say, these same folks are attacking school boards, liberal arts curricula, diversity programs, and identity-based affinity groups. Well, what the hell is that? Oh, I get it. That's anything and anybody that thinks that they're whatever the hell they think they are, they are. And you have no right to question their thinking. Okay? Now, I'm going to show you in a minute 
family, why that's important. Okay, because as I stated earlier, uh, uh, around the middle of last year or following one of these shootings, I thought it was interesting. I noticed a pattern that there were a number of the shootings that were taking place now that were basically being done by LGBT people. And I said, wow, I wonder if anybody else is noticing this. Of course, the media didn't say anything, and it probably never would have came up had it not been for the little retarded little white girl that went into the little school and shot up all the children, and then they wouldn't release her manifesto. Well, you just had another shooting uh, a week or so ago in Iowa. And I'll give you one guess as to what group the perpetrator belonged to. Okay? But actually, family, if you really want to be technical, because I can get that way, you can go all the way back to the post-nightclub shootings where the Arab white boy who was a Hollywood actor, right, went into the Pulse nightclub in the year of the Pulse, which is a bean that was commissioned by the United Nations. He went into the Pulse nightclub and supposedly just started shooting up homosexuals. Then we find out that his daddy was a longtime FBI operative. He's a he's an Arab now, but his daddy been working for the FBI damn near most of his life. Then we find out, because the daddy didn't know, that the son was working for the FBI, was the FBI informant too. Then we found out that he was an actor and had an IMDB page. And then somebody finally picks up on what we're talking about here, family. And this happens. You see, we've been conspiracy theorying here for many, many decades. Many decades. And got one of the best conspiracy theory records out there. Okay, check this out, family. Sixth grader killed, five others hurt in shooting at Perry High School in Iowa. Uh, uh, tragic when you see this, but unfortunately, many, many of these keep happening, and, and there seems to be a trend with it. We'll see if there is a trend. Gunman, 17 years old, Dylan Butler, opens fire at Perry High School in Iowa, killing a sixth grader and wounding four other high school students, and an administrator, Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation Assistant Director Mitch uh, states, it's not yet clear why the sixth grader was in the building at the time of the shooting. Police discover an improvised explosive device, device in the school. Iowa State Fire Marshal and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms render it safe, according to uh, the, the uh, director, Mitch Mortvet, Butler armed with a shotgun and gun made social media posts around the time of the shooting 
The incident occurs on the first day back from winter break. Calls for stricter gun laws emerge, but Iowa does not require a permit to purchase a handgun or carry a firearm in public as of July 2021, which wouldn't have made a difference anyways. Yeah. That was a 17 year good. And, it's, uh, and the Iowa, when's the Iowa caucus? Uh, Nine days, huh? eight days. It's, it's, it's coming up, but you know, and everybody's fixed on the Jeffrey Epstein thing, and I, and I trust me, I'm, I'm in the same boat because I want to find all this information, but that, the, that person that, that killed these killers, first of all, look at this guy. He's in the LGBTQ community. By the way, when the cops showed up like a coward, he shot and killed himself. But, you know, trans, he was transgender fluid. And then let's, let's look at this pattern. Remember the, the Colorado Spring shooter a while back, Anderson Lee Aldridge, non-binary. Remember the Nashville shooter, the Audrey Hale, uh, transgender. Aberdeen, Maryland shooter, uh, Snowchi Mosley, transgender. Denver school shooter, Al, you guys, are, are you guys catching on to the trend? Alec McKinney, trans. Uh, in regards to the national shooter, Aubrey Hill, the manifesto, remember the manifesto that yeah. they wouldn't release it. It's almost like they were hiding it from us. Any other school shooter that leaves a manifesto, we get to see it because they're, they're, I think they're trying to hide it because the narrative of this white people and white supremacy BS is happening. When, when are we going to stop and be like, okay, listen, it's not like a crazy epidemic right now, but it seems like a trend where these people, I don't know if they're mentally unstable, but the LGBT, Rob, what's the, what's the LGBT, cause I don't want to mess it up because you're going to offend people. Rob, LGBTQIA2S+. What does that stand for? They also threw a Python in there. Yeah, what does that stand for? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and or questioning, intersex, asexual, and two-spirit. The plus sign represents the many ways people choose to self And and that's the point. You're a smart guy. You don't understand anything about this. No, I thought he was describing the chemical... Uh, formula for salt. Yeah, but, but my point being, and I know what people are going to say, oh, it's not the lesbians and gays. No, you guys are, it's a community because they lump everybody in. With which every, they shouldn't. Which they, I 100% agree, but it's, it's the tease and the and the weird ones. But it's like, it's oh, the tease. they're radicalizing the youth. This is becoming an extreme movement. They're going in there and they're shooting. And then the media is protecting. But wait, it's not known that this person was trying to dig deep to find out who this person is. And it's like, bro, when are we going to address the fact that there's a mental health mm-hmm. issue happening, Tom? You're, you're hitting it so perfectly. The issue is... Tom, that, that, that's I'm weird, it. but go ahead. You no, are, no, no, yeah. you, you, are, yeah. you are hitting the nail on the head on this topic. Sorry about that. And what you have is people that, have, that are mentally ill are hurt people, and hurt people hurt people. These are depression and, and suicidal thoughts, and then people act out. And this is a horrifying way that they act out. And we're, we're going to make it about the guns. We're going to make it about white people. We're going to make it about everything else than saying what is going on with the folks and what is up with the, the mental health crisis in America. And you can go right back to RFK, who made a comment at the town hall meeting that said decades ago when we closed the mental health institutions in America that were providing care and, and, and solution of where to put these people and where to take them so that they weren't hurting others around them. And we shut those down and all these people are on the street and then these things are untreated. And we're saying that there's someone else is causing you to be what you are rather than getting these people assistance and keeping them safe where they don't hurt other people. I'm out. I don't know how many times we have to say that these people are mentally ill. Period. Okay? It doesn't matter. 
if you are being given institutional support, all right, for your mental illness, that doesn't change the fact that you are mentally ill. And I'm going to give you, family, a graphic illustration of what I'm talking about, okay? You'll get it right off the bat because you have no other choice, okay? Oh, this is so nasty. Can we go there? Well, let's go here. Now, all this is within the framework, and you may not see it just yet, family, because we're just opening up this can of worms. But before we are through with this session, uh, hopefully next week, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about in terms of the metaphysical finality of black feminine infinity. Then you'll be able to, to do some historical context, okay, and perhaps why black people are in the position that we're in. How do we get to be in the position that we're in? Who sold us out to the point that we've been in pretty much bondage for millennia? Who put us in this position? What happened? Because I'm not comfortable with what I've been told. Okay? And this goes directly to what just happened yesterday. Family, you got to understand who it is and what it is that you're dealing with. And this is from the forward. The forward. Attempt to steal secret Shabbat tunnel leads to arrest. Attempt to steal secret Shabbat tunnel leads to arrest. Now, before we go there, family, let's go back. Because, again, I don't know who or how many other people were paying attention to the newly elected President, I think of was it Venezuela, who went to Israel and New York, went to the grave site of these people's Messiah. Right? And confessed that he would become one of them. Okay? Let me read that headline again. Attempt to fill Shabbat tunnel leads to arrest. This is from theforward.com. Arrest at Shabbat's iconic headquarters after students thwart attempt to fill secret tunnel. They say the tunnel's purpose is unclear as is the reason some Lubavitches defied attempts to plug it. They say it took months, perhaps years, for a small crew of Lubavitches to dig a secret passageway underneath the famed headquarters of the Shabbat movement. 
they would not let it be filled so easily. The New York Police Department was called Monday to 770 East Parkway in Brooklyn's Crown Heights neighborhood where a number of Shabbat students, most in their teens and early 20s, mounted a last stand against construction crews called to fill in the tunnel connecting the synagogue at that location to the defunct Shabbat mikvah around the corner. They're going to say, in videos circulating on Shabbat community news sources and social media, Lubavitchers can be seen ripping down the wood paneling on the south wall of the synagogue, revealing a cavernous concrete space about 20 feet wide underneath the women's section. Underneath the women's section. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hmm. These Luba bitches, I mean Luba bitches? Hmm. Seem to be tunneling right to where the women at. But why? They say several young men were sitting or standing in the space apparently to prevent it from being filled as scores of others watched or recorded video on their phones. They say, images of destruction inside a sacred space at the center of Shabbat spiritual life were painful for many Luba bitches who rushed to condemn it. Quote, whose hand did not shake and tremble when they touched those walls, when they took a hammer to those walls, unquote. Rabbi Joseph Braun, one of the heads of the Crown Heist Beastdom, said Monday in an audio recording posted to Crown Heights Info, he added, it's as painful as can be. The nerve of these Luba bitches, okay? But maybe they know something that we don't, because remember, family, uh, dude went there after winning the presidency and got down on his knees, okay? Uh, Millet, okay? Right after his victory in Argentina, he went to New York to thank Rabbi Menachem Smearson of these people. This is their Messiah who they waiting to rise up out the grave. They say he's already here. So keep that in mind, family, as we go on here. They say, uh, the chaos at 770, the former home of the late Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson, the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, was the culmination of a controversy that began when the tunnel was discovered in early December 
and the latest chapter in a multi-year battle between the Chabad Lubavitch movement and synagogue leadership for control of the iconic building. Shabbat Lubavitch, a movement spokesperson, Rabbi Modi Seligson, said in a statement posted on X that the actions of, quote, extremists, unquote, had forced a temporary closure of the building pending a structural safety review. They used to call that misdirection. I don't know what they call it now. Because had they not got caught with the tunnel leading to the women, why the women? What? Why are you tunneling underground to the women's area of your movement? Hmm. Let's keep going. They say, quote, this is uh, Shabai Lubavitch's spokesperson, Seligson. They say, he says, quote, this is obviously deeply distressing to the Lubavitch movement and the Jewish community worldwide, unquote. Quote, we hope and pray to be able to expeditiously restore the sanctity and decorum of this holy place, unquote. Let's keep going. It was unclear what motivated the creation of the tunnel and why some students reacted so strongly to the arrival of a cement truck Monday morning to fill it. Reports said the people behind the tunnel's excavation, it was unconfirmed who or how many people that was, but sources tended to agree. They began within the last year or two and had hoped to expand 770, but it was not obvious how the tunnel accomplished that. A video posted on the Crown Heights Info Instagram in December showed a dark, dirt-walled crawl space allegedly beginning in the recesses of now-closed women's mikvah nearby. Large dirt mounds obstruct much of the basement. They say, after the tunnel's discovery, the leadership of Beish, B-E-I-S, Cheyenne, uh, C-H-A-Y-E-I-N-U, the Shabbat synagogue that meets in 770, hired structural engineers to determine the extent of the damage and the safety issue it posed and eventually moved to fill it. According to Haredi News source, Caliph.com, the students who tried to stop the filling of the tunnel were mostly from Israel and associated with Shabbat Messianism. Messianism. Whose adherents believe that Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, the seventh Lubavitcheribi, was the Messiah. Shabbat Lubavitch movement publicly disavows those beliefs. But the movement, despite holding the title to the property, does not control the sanctuary that spans the space below it. It has been locked in litigation with Beth Shianu over control of that space for decades. 
Quote, Lubavitch officials have attempted to gain proper control of the premises through the New York State court system, Seligson wrote on X. Unfortunately, despite consistently prevailing in court, the process has dragged on for years, unquote. Okay? Now, tunneling to the woman's area. And they said the woman's area uh, was a women's mikvah. A woman's a woman's mikvah. Because you got to understand, family, what you see the Orthodox doing to Jewish women who are part of their faith is exactly the same treatment that they want to give women in this country. They have an absolute, total disregard for the rights and privileges of women. Period. Paragraph. And not just women. As you will soon see here, as we go here, to whale, W-H-A-L-E, dot T-O, whale, dot T-O. The title of this article is Child Rape Assembly Line. Child Rape Assembly Line. Let me give me a little, little more tea here, because maybe this will explain to you why they were tunneling their asses off to the women's mikvah. Here's what they say in this article. Rabbi Newcham Rosenberg. 63, sat down with me recently to explain what he described as a child rape assembly line among sects of fundamentalist Jews. I'm going to be graphic, quote unquote, he said. Now, uh, I wonder if this stuff is really legal. Okay, if this stuff is allowed in certain religious texts according to these people. Because you know that the rumors have been out there for a long time. All right? But if you see it in their works, now it can't be disputed. That's next week, family. And this is why when you basically have sold your identity, okay, and this is what the little brother was talking about, about black men being forced to wear dresses while black women are being forced to act like they men 
And I said this years ago. And black men allow it. And that nasty-ass little mayor that we had, Mayor Big Dick, she was a clear example, but not the only one, of what I'm talking about. And I told you, family, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me if Maxine Waters is licking on Nancy Pelosi and that nasty other little black Democratic politician down there in Texas who just got a head handed to her. Because she looks like one of them old dykes as well. I told you, don't be surprised. Do not be surprised. Here's why. Let me, let me, let me get ahead of myself a little bit here. Uh, I got so much stuff here in front of me. Because uh, this will blow your mind. They specifically, oh. Here you go, family. Now, I may not get to this to tomorrow or later, if I get to it at all again. Uh, but you can pull it up for yourself. It's from the Inquirer. Theinquirer.com. Midterm elections were full of first for female black LGBTQ candidates. They probably ran... Uh, as straight women. Okay? Let me read that title again. Midterm elections were full of first for female black LGBTQ candidates. This is from the Inquirer.com. And they go through a litany of candidates, some first blacks. Okay? Because they know you see a woman particularly a black woman, you see somebody that's going to be fast. That's what you've been programmed to think. You ain't been programmed to understand that these women really hate black men. Because they can't be one. And they got them all over the place. All right, so pull that article up. If we get back to that uh, during the course of this, we'll get back to it. If we don't, we don't. Let me go back again. This is why you cannot, you cannot, metaphysically speaking, sell your soul to these people. Again, that's what the little comedian was talking about. And then the people that he basically put out there on Front Street, how are they going to respond? They really can't respond. I'm talking Cat Williams here. Okay, I did that again. I wasn't supposed to talk about this dude because he's been all over the place, so they don't need me. Okay? <clears throat> he goes on to say this. A member of, I'm going back to the Child Rape Assembly Line article. A member of Brooklyn's Satmar Hasidim fundamentalist branch of Orthodox Judaism, the Newton, designs and repairs mikvahs in compliance with Torah law. The mikvah 
is a ritual Jewish bathhouse used for purification. Devout Jews are required to cleanse themselves in the mikvah on a variety of occasions. Watch this, family. Watch this. Women must visit following menstruation. And men have to make an appearance before the high holidays, such as Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Many of the devout purify themselves before and after the act of sex and before the Sabbath. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That article I just got you dealing with at there. Hmm. So these guys in the middle of New York cuddling to get to the women's mikvah. What do you think they were trying to get to the women's mikvah for? Maybe they were trying to get them a little bit of mikvah. Okay. Again, back to that last article. Attempt to fill secret Shabbat tunnel leads to arrest in the forward. Says reports say the people behind the tunnel excavation. No, that's not it. Oh, here it is. They say a video posted on crownheights.info Instagram showed a dark, dirt-walled space, crawl space, allegedly beginning in the recesses of a now-closed women's mikvah nearby. Hmm. And so now we find that a mikvah, uh, that women must go there following ministration. I wonder, is that with blood in hand or is that after blood? Sounds crazy, don't it? Mm-hmm. Sounds kinky to me. Uh, until you understand that the Jewish billionaires was sitting at a table with a bunch of black women telling them what? Sister Bear? Oh, and that, what uh, they talking to, what was they talking about? Them um, giving them they something they wanted them to have sex with them or something. They wanted the blood. They wanted them to have children, but they wanted that cord blood because it keeps them youthful. Mm-hmm. And the women were sitting oh, them there. The, they're the vampires. That that you can call them that. Yes. But these are the real ones. Look at what ethnicity they are. They ain't right. coming from the church. They're coming from the synagogue, from the mikvah. And so the men have to go there, right? And the devout to purify themselves before and after the act of sex and before the Sabbath. 
let's keep going. They say, on a visit to Jerusalem in 2005, Rabbi Rosenberg entered into a mikvah in one of the holiest neighborhoods in the city, Mia Sharem. I opened the door that entered into a shivit, he told me. Vapors everywhere. I can barely see. My eyes adjust, and I see an old man, my age, long white beard, a holy-looking man sitting in the vapors. On his lap, facing away from him, is a boy, maybe seven years old, and the old man is having anal sex with this boy, unquote. Oh, so that's what they're doing in the shivit. Is, is, is that what the mayor of Chicago, the, the other guy, I can't think of his name, used to be in the bathhouse and Obama and all of them? Is that what they were in there doing? We cannot say for certain, Bear, but we cannot discount it. As you will soon find out in the article, why you cannot discount anything when it comes to people who are engaged in these kinds of practices. But it it basically gives you another outline on perhaps why this behavior is being forced upon people because perhaps the people who are pushing it come up out of it. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay? Because now he is in this so-called holy place, right? And he run into the old man sitting in there with the little boy on the end of his penis. They say Rabbi Rosenberg paused, gathered himself, and went on, quote, the boy was speared on the man like an animal, like a pig, and the boy was saying nothing, but on his face, fear. The old man looked at me without any fear, as if this was common practice. He didn't stop. I was so angry, I confronted him. He removed the boy from his penis, and I took the boy aside. I told this man, quote, it's a sin before God, a mishkovzuka. That sounds like mother, okay? <laughs> what are you doing to this boy's soul? You're destroying this boy. He had a sponge on a stick to clean his back. And he hit me across the face with it. How dare you interrupt me, he said. I had heard of these things for a long time. But now I had seen. The child sex abuse crises in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, like that in the Catholic Church, has produced its share of shocking headlines in recent years. In New York and in the prominent Orthodox communities of Israel and London, allegations of child molestation and rape have been rampant. The alleged abusers are school teachers, rabbis, fathers, uncles, 
figures of male authority. The victims are mostly boys. Rabbi Rosenberg believes around half of young males in Brooklyn's Hasidic communities have been victims of sexual assault perpetrated by their elders. Ben Hirsch, director of Survivors for Justice, a Brooklyn organization, thinks the real number is higher. We are looking at over 50%. It has almost become a rite of passage, quote-unquote. Now, let's go back to this LGBT thing and who's financing it and who's pushing it. And it's no small coincidence that you're literally talking about Jewish billionaires, Zionist billionaires. And when you look at Jeffrey Epstein, it's no small coincidence. A large number, a significant number of the people that keep popping up on that island are these people. Okay? Now, they go on to say this. Ultra-Orthodox Jews who speak out about these abuses are ruined and condemned to exile by their own community. Dr. Amy Newstein, a non-fundamentalist Orthodox Jewish sociologist and editor of Tempest in the Temple, Jewish Communities and Child Sex Scandals, told me the stories of a series of ascetic mothers in Brooklyn she got to know who complained that their children were being preyed on by their husbands. In these cases, the accused men very quickly and effectively engaged the rabbis, the orthodox politicians, and and powerful orthodox rabbis who donate handsomely to political clubs. The goal, she told me, is to, quote, excise the mother from the child's life, unquote. Now, you tell me, family, who is it that they're trying to remove from the child's life, particularly in the school system? Primarily the parents, but particularly the mothers. That's why they're neutralizing women. Period. They say rabbinical courts cast the mothers aside. Rabbinical courts cast the mothers aside. And the effects are permanent. The mother is amputated. One woman lost contact with all six of her children, including an infant. She was breastfeeding at the time of their separation. Okay. Seven years ago, Rabbi Rosenberg started blogging about sex abuse in his community and opened a New York City hotline to field sex abuse complaints. He's posted appeals on YouTube, appeared on CNN, and given speeches across the U.S., Canada, Israel, and Australia. Today, he's the lone whistleblower among the Satmar. For, for this, he is reviled slandered, hated, and feared. He receives death threats on a regular basis. In Yiddish and Hebrew newspapers, advertisements taken out by the self-described great rabbis and rabbinical judges of the city of New York 
have denounced him as a stumbling block for the house of Israel, a public rebuker and preacher of ethics, who persists in his rebelliousness and whose voice has been heard among many Jewish families, especially young people in their innocence, drawn to listen to his poisonous and revolting speeches. Leaflets distributed in Williamsburg and Borough Park, the centers of ultra-orthodoxy in Brooklyn, display his bearded face over the body of a rising snake. Corrupt informer, reads one of the leaflets, followed by the declaration that Rabbi Rosenberg's name should rot in hell forever. Cut him off from all four corners of the earth. I know y'all probably uh, associate that well. Is that what they did to Kanye? I'll leave that up for you to decide. Okay? They say, when Rabbi Rosenberg wants to bathe at a mitzvah in Brooklyn to purify himself, none will have him. When he wants to go to synagogue, none of them will have him. Quote, he's finished in the community, butchered, unquote, said a fellow rabbi. Quote, no one will look at him, and those who will talk to him, they can't let it be known. The pressure in our community, it's incredible, unquote. The powerful men, and it's worth noting that this community is regulated by men only, who govern the world of ultra-Orthodox Judaism, would rather their adherence be blind in their faith, their eyes closed to the horrors Rabbi Rosenberg is exposing, like the Catholic establishment. The rabbinate seeks to cover up the crimes, quiet the victims, protect the abusers, and deflect potential criticism to no practices. Those who speak out are vilified, and the faithful learn to shut their mouths. When the father of the seven-year-old boy who Rabbi Rosenberg rescued from the Jerusalem bathhouse showed up to collect his son, he couldn't believe his son had been raped. Trembling, terrified, he whisked his son away to get medical help, but was still too scared to raise a formal complaint. According to Ben and Survivors for Justice, the greatest sin is not the abuse, but talking about the abuse. Kids and parents who step forward to complain are crushed. As for Rabbi Rosenberg, when he voiced his concern to the rabbinate in Israel, he was brought up on charges by the Mishmiz Hatzmiz, the arch-conservative orthodox modesty squad, quote-unquote, which regulates often through threats of violence, proper moral conduct and dress in the relations between men and women. The modesty squad is a sort of Jewish Taliban. A sort of Jewish Taliban. According to Rabbi Rosenberg, the rapist he caught in the act was a member of the Modesty Squad, 
which charged him with the unconscionable offense of having previously been seen walking down a street in Jerusalem with a married woman. Quote, but it's okay to molest children, unquote. The abuse and its cover-up are symptoms of wider political dysfunction, or more precisely, symptoms of socially disastrous political control by religious elites. Quote, problems about a few aberrant cases or an old-fashioned community reluctant to talk to the police about sexual matters, said Michael Lesher, a practicing Jew who has investigated orthodox sex abuse and represented abuse victims. Quote, this is about a political economy that links orthodox Judaism with other fundamentalist creeds and with aspects of right-wing ideologies generally. It's an economy in which genuine religious values would never really rise to the top, so long as they're tied to the poisonous priorities that elevate status and power over the basic human needs of the most vulnerable among us, unquote. Michael, who is completing a book on the topic, infamous Rabbi Elior Chin, convicted in 2010, and what was arguably Israel's worst case of serial child abuse is still defended in public statements by leading ultra-Orthodox rabbis. Among other legal and moral crimes, the rabbi forced his victims to eat feces, claiming that cruelty was necessary to purify the children he abused. According to Ben, the ultra-Orthodox community has never been as repressive as it is today. The repression, as he describes it, stems from the burden of having too many children. Huge families are encouraged. Every child born to a Hasid is seen as a finger in the eye of Hitler. Ben also told me that the average family size among Williamsburg Hasidim is nine, and that some families include more than 15 children. Families saddled with an increasing number of children soon enter into a cycle of poverty. There is simultaneously an extreme separation of the sexes, which is unprecedented in the history of the Hasidim. There's limited general education to the point that most men in the community are educated only to the third grade and receive absolutely no sexual education. No secular newspapers are allowed. And Internet access is forbidden. Quote, the men in the community are undereducated by design. You have a community that's been infantilized, trained not to think. It's a sort of totalitarian control, unquote. And I'm going to add this, family. In many respects, 
It is what the educational system writ large has become today. You just don't see all of it yet because it ain't all in place yet. But I'm going to say it again. The people who are financing the degeneracy are billionaire Jewish people overwhelmingly. This is why, family, the metaphysical finality of black feminine infinity is so important. Now you are beginning to understand why you cannot come up come up under the political and spiritual philosophy of a group of people who have rendered you non-human and think that through some wild stretch of the imagination that the position that they gave you is yours. No. It is theirs for you to push their agenda. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. And therefore, it is incumbent upon black women, even those who are mentally ill, to go back home in 2024 and represent that black feminine infinity. How much time we got left, Sister Bear? Um, we have nine minutes left, and we're going to go to the telephone. We'll be off the Internet, but you can hear the the last hour on the telephone, and the number is 323-642-1586. Push the number one. That's 323-642-1586. Push number one. If you have a question or a comment, we'll be opening the phones. And please do not forget to donate to uh, Dr. Robert X GoFundMe fund. Uh, It's on the uh, Truth to Power page for his time. Thank you, family. Uh, So I can close out now with this last little paragraph or two here. And that'll be mm-hmm. perfect time for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow, family. So we got a whole lot to get into on this one, okay? Now, uh, they say the rabbis dominating an ignorant and largely poverty-stricken flock determine the fate of every individual in the community. Nothing is done without the consent of the rabbinical establishment. A man wants to buy a car, he goes to the rabbi for counsel. A man wants to marry, the rabbi tells him whether or not he should marry a particular bride. As for the women, they don't get to ask the rabbi anything. Their place is beneath contempt. Michael told me that current Orthodox leadership 
accruing wealth from the tithes of subservient followers, is drifting to the right politically as well as religiously. Many rabbis in New York City have taken up the banner of neoliberalism. Well, remember what I told you, family. Neoliberalism and neoconservatism is one of the same thing. So if they're moving to the right, which the right is not moving to the right, that's the false political analysis. The right is moving away from the right because what's happening is with all of the Democrats coming over to the Republican side, that's now become the vast majority of the population. Therefore, by definition, that's now the center. You see, you can't the Republican, go. <clears throat> go ahead, Bear. You saying the Republican Party is the center because the because the Democrats is going. That's why you see black and Hispanic men, right, moving towards MAGA. Because the Republican Party is being reconstructed into the MAGA mm. movement. So the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are Nikki Haley, okay, and the course. You follow me? Yeah, gotcha. That's the establishment that nobody wants. The vast majority of people are flocking to MAGA. That's the overwhelming majority. That's the center. So they've left the neoliberals and the neoconservatives out there on their own. They're otherwise referred to as the deep state. Now, that's the new political alignment that's taking place. And it's taking place across the world. This is what the Economist magazine was talking about pictorially with the tarot cards in 2016. Okay? Now, they say, every English language Orthodox publication I know embraced Romney during the 2012 elections, decried national health insurance, blamed liberals for bribing the lower classes, he said. In Orthodox society, just as in America at large, the financial mismatch between the elite and the rest of us is ominously a lot large. Michael also notes that the problem is not confined to the extremists. The same pattern of victim blaming, covering up, idealizing the rabbis so that cover-ups aren't even acknowledged, are found all across the spectrum of orthodoxy. The orthodox left was shamefully slow to react to Baruch Lanner's, to Rabbi Baruch Lanner's abuse or to the similar case of Rabbi Mordecai Elon. Rabbi Lanner, a former New Jersey Yeshiva High School principal, was found guilty in 2000 
of sexually abusing dozens of teenage students over the decades of his tenure. Rabbi Elon, who had publicly denounced homosexuality, was convicted last August on two counts of forcible sexual assault on a male minor following several years of reports of his abuse of young boys. So you, you see, family, what these black lesbians are doing is providing cover for something much more insidious being financed by the same people that financed Jeffrey Epstein, that's financing the mutilation of children, And, of course, by extension, once you understand their level of control, as some of us do, they're financing the destruction of the black community, okay, through uh, uh, propagandizing these fake feminine black women who, in many cases, unbeknownst to them, because the retardation line stands for them, too. I'm going to play you some more pieces tomorrow so you can see clearly. You've seen examples of it with the Supreme Court justice that would not tell you what a woman was. What do you think that is? You don't think that's mental illness? You accept that as logic? Show me anywhere in history where a man being a woman and a woman having no standing because she has no definition, show me where that's logical anywhere in history in any species. Because we're going into it historically. Because not to do so means that these dykes will, in fact, become the progenitors of metaphysical finality, meaning the end of us as a spiritually inclined group of people, because we love to say we're spiritual. But what is your spirit telling you about these dykes? Let's finish up with this tomorrow. Go ahead, Sister Bear. And to me, it seems like uh, a similarity in all the religion because you got that, for one thing, they take the female out of it as male-dominated in, in all the religion, and they all is into that uh, child abuse, you know, yes. the, the, the black church, the Catholic church, yes. the Jewish I mean, so it just seemed like the whole religious thing is, you know, that's what they're using. Again. And all of them remove the the woman, except for when they want to use her. That is correct. And again, only a fool would deny any of that. But my focus on this, okay, this one particular group of people is not to deny any of the rest of them. It's to mm-hmm. point out who's behind the financing of all of it. Because as you can see, the Catholic Church 
is on its last legs. Mm-hmm. It has moved and neutralized much of the Catholic Church. They bring it in a Muslim because they have every intention after about another generation, if they're still around, if people still on the planet, once they propagandize them, they're going to be no different. They're going to remove Islam. That's why they created the fake Islam to remove the legitimate Islam on it. Now, there are countries that represent a definite uh, a question for them. One is Russia. That's why Russia is so dangerous because Russia, like China, is basically hinging their prospects on traditionalism. They're going back to their tradition. Okay? Uh, but the West, you go find me a church or the vast majority of churches in any of these European countries now, and I'll show you some rainbow. Well, you know they own T.J. Jakes or whatever his name is. I didn't even mention Right. So, you know, they all been. Go ahead. Because all being exposed. Yeah, yeah. All being exposed. But guess what, Bear? They Mm -hmm. don't care. Because they've seen example after example where the people are accepting this behavior as normal. See, I remember when T.D. Jake's son got caught in the park and was arrested. You remember that? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's been about 10 years, maybe a little longer. Mm -hmm. Time just But I didn't know that T.D. Jake's wife had two children prior to her marrying him. Okay. And that he knew that both of them children was homosexuals, two boys. Mm. So in a sense, they provided cover for him. She's now come out and admitted that she knew T.D. Jake's was dipping in the sugar uh, container for many years. But he took care of her. Okay? So, again, I can't imagine. She was was one of the women. What what, what do you call them that, that married to gay guys? What do you call them women? A beard. Yeah. That's exactly what she was. Okay? But she decided to go for the dough. See, I ain't mad at her. If people want to marry homosexuals, hell, the church is full of them. Remember Eddie Long? Yeah. Hell, we can go back in history. We ain't got to go back far. Hell, look at Obama. They ain't the first time that people have personality disorders. Okay? If you'd have seen Michelle Obama before she, went, before she became the so-called 
uh, first lady and began to get them expensive facials and all this stuff, she looked like a big giant hood rat. <laughs> Not a hood rat. I'm being honest, family. <laughs> Just as homely as they come. All right? Now, I happen to prefer hood rats. All right? Uh, almost every sister I've ever dated has come from the hood. I'm using that term in a mm-hmm. loving sense, in a negative way. Okay? That's just to say I've never been uh, distant from dating women uh, in my own community. I don't have to go outside to to some state. Uh, she ain't got to have no half a million dollar salary, right? And can't cook a damn hamburger. Burn it up. All right? So the, that's a term of endearment in terms of how I'm using that family. But, yeah, a lot more of these people are going to come out. How long can you stay in that closet? I told you Obama going to have to come out too because you can't kill every man that stick him in his butt. So eventually some of these men are going to come out and they're going to tell it. And Michelle knows it. What's the difference between Michelle and Bishop TDJ's wife? They both beards. You see? And all you want to do with a beard is keep it nice and trim and looking good. Right. And that's what Obama did to Michelle. And now they're talking about taking this big lump and running her for president because she married to Obama? Are you out of your damn mind? And we supposed to just fall in line? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's what the infinity sign and the number eight recognizing the feminine principle or feminine energy is really all about, okay? And she's not going to be able to because she doesn't have the juice. Remember, Bev, uh, we, we said a few months ago that this woman was all over the place with some of these same Jewish billionaires, the Richard Branson and who was on the pedophile Man, island. Where did Obama go when he first got out of out of office, Bear? What'd he do? To the island. Didn't he? Yeah. With Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Was Michelle with him? No. Exactly. I didn't see So, ain't no difference in T.D. Jakes and Barack Obama. You can call him T.D. Obama and uh, Barack Hussein Jakes. <laughs> Y'all tell me the difference. I don't know no difference. If you don't like that one, try this one. Tell me the difference between P. Diddy and Obama. They're all the same. Okay, because I heard 
He was on the island too. Also heard on the island too. Okay. Michael Jackson's been on the island. Hey boss, D plane, D plane. Well, so let me open up the... Go ahead, Bear. Let's, let's let the family no, I'll in. Be I... Okay. All righty. 773-447. Hotep, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> Great, Hotep. Hotep, All right. Mike. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Hotep, brother Mike. All right, all right. Um... Yeah, some interesting stuff coming out now. Uh, just it's what what is the what what, what cool mod say? The freaks come out at night, huh? They do, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and now they're coming out in the day too, though. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I was really I was really kind of happy when I saw that they pulled a cover off of that 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 retarded Negro down there in Atlanta. And I know that that other one up there, Attorney General up, up in up in New York State, I, I know she's next. Because these people, yep. I don't know what it is with our people. They think these people are intelligent. They're not intelligent. They are silly as hell. That's why they always get caught. You know, that's why they always get caught up. Um, but they be the ones left out there on the limb, Mike. And that's what okay, you're getting they, right now. Yeah. They they like being on a limb, though, because they, they like serving master. Yep. But let me say this real quick. Why did white people get upset with black people when black people moved into their neighborhoods, when black people went to their schools, and when black people went to their restaurants? Why did white people get upset? You tell me, man. Because they didn't ask for that shit. That's why. They didn't ask you to bring your black ass into their restaurant and send your money or send your children to them at their schools, and they didn't ask you to move your silly ass next door to them. They figured since they had already raped, robbed, and murdered and burned your ass to the stake that anybody with a warm brain cell would probably try to get as far away as they could. That wasn't the case. Sounds pretty logical to me. Yeah, so see, I don't think it's nothing wrong with them. I think it's something wrong <laughs> and I ain't gonna say and I ain't gonna say us. I think it's something wrong with people that wanna still continue to push that shit. Cause you have got to be disturbed when you take into account the history. But we still got people that are still trying to push that damn program. And and I'm with white folks. Keep your black ass away from me. Stay out my restaurant. Stay out my neighborhood. And stay out my school. You had your own schools, your own restaurant, right? You had your own thing. So what was wrong with your thing? Uh, we were convinced. By people that had taken over the black movement, that their ice was colder. I'll give you one guess who took over that movement. 
and they've been running it ever since. You have well, no leaders. This is what they, they say. Were, you they have was no before that, Rob. Huh? They was running it before that. Yeah, because I know that. Yeah, your 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 friend, uh, 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 what do you call him? Uh, Old Testament. Yes. So, so you can go back. I mean, they you can go back even beyond that. They've been running it for a long time. Absolutely. That's, that's because people are scared of them. Because they've always wielded an inordinate amount of power, but never like they, unless you go back to just biblical days, they've never wielded the kind of power that they have now. Oh, of course not, because of the technology. Exactly. I'm going to let somebody else get on, and uh, I think that that's something that we need to kind of try to, why do you think? that we made that move given that they didn't want your ass there. Why did you want to be there? What's your rationale for wanting to be there? Because that ice is cold as shit, that, that, that don't make sense to me. But why was they, why was they bombing our play when we, when we had cities set up and everything going well? Why was they over there bombing our stuff up? Are you talking about uh, the black towns and so forth that they burned and so forth, etc.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did it because they could, because they had the power to do it. That's why they did it. And and they are evil damn people, and that should have been enough for us to, again, stay away from their ass. Because most of us uh, weren't into uh doing those things on our own. People saying they want to spend their money wherever they want to spend it at, which means you don't want to spend it over here. That's that's what that means. I think that's because the black community has been primarily gutted. There's nothing in the black community to speak of. And again, you are, so some of that is our fault, okay? A lot of it is our fault. But when you've yeah, been educated, see, that goes right back to this whole educational system. Where are we putting our children? Yeah. yeah. Rockefeller hands. Why you want your children over here? Because most people are oblivious. They are oblivious to everything that we're talking about. What that Let really me, says, Rob, and I'm going to get off, well, what that really says to me is that black people think history is just reading a damn book about something that happened yesterday. They don't know that history is, for some other reason, much more important. Most black people don't know jack about no history. That's my point, yeah. Let me give you an example of what you're talking about, Mike, and my response to it. You'll love this. So check this out. This is from one of your favorite people. Okay. To tie in any way what happened at the Emanuel AME Church to Donald Trump. Donald Trump had barely launched his campaign when that attack happened. Well, thank you very much for having me, Jay. I think it is very clear uh, that Donald Trump's utterances uh, way back 
before Charlottesville or at the time of Charlottesville ties him uh, to uh, what happened at Mother Emmanuel. The fact of the matter is that young man went into that church's basement, joined with those worshipers in Bible study, and murdered them. And he said at the time that he was attempting to create a race war. That was James Clyburn. I know who the planet is. Greasing the skid for the South Carolina primary for the courts who was yeah. in the about racist years. All his goddamn life. All his now, life. Now, you asked, or you were talking about, why black people are in the positions that they're in. Whether we accept Clyburn as a a member of the black leadership political class is irrelevant. A lot of people in South Carolina probably do. And as a result, they follow his lead. You see? So And those people... I'm sorry, Quentin, y'all. Those people, Rob, have got to be very deficient in gray matter. Well, I just think that they're in need of an upgrade in a database, and I think some of that is coming. I see it everywhere. Okay? Well, you know what, Rob? I, again, you know, between me and you, I, I think you're very optimistic when it comes to that, but I, I just don't see black people that damn interested. I, I don't see it. I think they're I perfectly happy with the way they are now. Oh, I thoroughly disagree. Thoroughly. I know you do. I know you do. But see, I need I need movement to show me that they're unhappy, not just rhetoric. And I don't yeah, need well, rhetoric. Yeah, it's going to take time for all of that to happen. I see, man, I got so much of the rhetoric. I could sit here right now and consume most of the time on this radio program all day tomorrow playing you different videos of black people in different cities and different states fed up with it, and they ain't having it. People that you never would think. I'm talking about from the hood. And I would agree with you 100%. I've seen the videos as well. But I would just continue to tell you that percentile-wise, man, they – they don't register, bro. Well, I, I again, man, we just have a agreement on that. Okay. No question. No, thank, but I thank, look- thank you, Mike. All right. Have a good one. Hotel. Okay, okay brother Mike. Okay. Better love. Okay. Let's go to two one five four three two. Hotel, brother Brad. Hotel, brother Rob. Better love, y'all. Better love, y'all. Hotel, Are you coming from the home of William Penn? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So uh, I got on the program late. I got on the program late because I got a new job. So um, I'm a blackjack dealer, but I'm online with it for all the, you know, all the little various apps. I work overnight, so I'll be tired. So I just got up and I was hearing what you were saying. Yeah. So one night I was coming home. One, two o'clock in the morning. I live in North Philly, so I was coming from the West Philly side, coming over to North Philly. 
and we have what you call City Line Avenue. Now, City Line Avenue um, is a marker between West Philadelphia and the suburbs of Lower Marion, where Kobe Bryant is from. Now, Lower Marion, the beginning of Lower Marion, when you come out of Philly, is like a real big Jew enclave. Like, I mean, Jew, like real, real Jew with the curly beards and all that. Yeah, so I was, I was, yeah, I was on the phone, and something was like, man, stop being on the phone and just park up and do what you got to do. I parked up on this little block. I parked up on 76th Avenue. I parked up, and it's this big, like, Victorian home. I ain't think nothing of it. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. I start seeing all these Jews going to this house. I didn't think nothing of it at first. Then after a while, I'm like, why is only men going in there? Like it was only men, like men. And you know they wear them big long, um, you know they wear them big long wool car coats. Yeah. So I just kept seeing them, kept seeing them. Then I started seeing teenage boys, and I'm like, is it a Jewish holiday? Are they up praying late? Then it was teenage boys, and I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? Then I'm sitting there, and I'm just looking like, yo, this gotta be some type of sexual ritual going on in this house. I mean, I was, I sat there for an hour and just watch people come and go, come and go. Some of the people that I seen, they was in there for about 40 minutes. They was in there for the sex hours. You get what I'm saying? Like, they was in there for like 35 minutes, and you see them come back out, like, and then they'll go back across the street to this other house. So when I um, logged into the program at night, and when I heard you talking about it, that just dinged in my mind, like, yo, I got to tell them this. I got to tell them this. It's some underground gay stuff going on with them. And I witnessed it myself and me logging on to the program and I, I'm like, you know, I know I wasn't crazy. I know I wasn't crazy because it ain't, it wasn't Rosh Hashanah. It wasn't Hana. It wasn't none of that. None of it. So I'm looking like, why, what are they doing in there? There's no women, no none of it. You can see the parallels with what they're doing and what's attempting to be done to the general public. Okay, we're talking about a theocratic authoritarianism that exists in the Orthodox community, and that's exactly what these people are attempting to put in place in the larger community on the planet. Okay, with the theocracy being Satanism, and they picking off the people that are religious. One group at a time, because it's easier to deal with that way. And if you can get the two groups of Christians and the Jews to fight each other, see, for me, that's my thesis for what you see going on in Israel right now. Because the Palestinians yep. no threat to Israel. Not at all. Over 22,000 people killed in three months. That is correct, and they can kill some more whenever they get ready, and ain't nobody going to say a word. See, while I ain't no supporter of the Palestinians, because I'm seeing this thing purely uh, through the eyes of a survivalist for my people. And I know Palestinians will sacrifice black people's asses, Hispanics will sacrifice black people's asses in a heartbeat. Because all I got yeah. is look at the makeup of their own countries. Go down to South America and tell me where you see 
the darker-skinned people and how they're treated. You can go to Cuba, okay? You can go to the so-called Middle and you're going to find the same situation. That ain't by accident. So, no, I don't support, is it real, in the annihilation of the Palestinians? But I ain't going out on no limb for no Palestinians. Go ahead, my brother. Right. So, like when y'all was talking about Barack Obama, right? He don't have to. He don't have to come out, brother. Right? He don't have to. He already did in his book. He already told y'all he was bisexual. He told yep. y'all. He told everybody that. He don't gotta come out and say it again because it's now it's to the point what's understood don't have to be explained. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he had that point with him. And then, in another factor, if you really think about it, how you was talking about Michelle Obama is homely. People should really realize that and look how all her old pictures, she looked manly, like she looked, she might not be a man, who knows, who, who knows. But she got that big, burly type look that would, I guess, fit what he into, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah, not she's, 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 she's just a big woman. Let, let me give you a better example beyond Michelle. Go look at Oprah Winfrey. In her early photos when she was here on ABC Channel 7. <laughs> what was it, uh, Good Morning America or Wake Up America? Some, she was on there with this Jewish guy named Rob Weller. So just Google mm-hmm. Open Free and Rob Weller and look at her photograph. Wow. But, I, but see, you know, I was, I was in... I was in my elementary school years in the 90s, so I remember her in 93, 94. She was, no offense to her, she was ugly. Like, and then 2000s, it's like, damn, Oprah, I don't know what happened. Like, damn, she, she kind of all right. <laughs> You're looking at her like, okay, you kind of all right then. Please, I'm talking the 80s, early 80s. Oh, oh. There was no Oprah Winfrey show then. It was her co-hosting with the Jewish boy. Go and look at her pictures. Wow. And and see, I I, I know we can, I know people here in Philly can agree that they try to destroy our communities because everywhere there's a black enclave and it's going through gentrification. It's not, it's, it's these LGBTQ people. It's a street around the corner from me, about six houses. Um, white people live in them, right? Yes. I'm driving in my car the other day, driving, I looked down the street. Brother Rob, on each and every one of those homes where those white people live at, they have the LGBTQ flag. You look down that block, you see about seven of them. And I'm like, now this is the hood, hood. We don't, you know. We got we know it's people like that around us. We got people like that in our family and all that. You know it is what it is. But we don't do stuff like that. We don't we don't we don't let our freak flag fly like that. We don't. It's weird. And then when you look at them, they got that Jew look to them. It's not they don't got that Hasidic Jew look, but they got that Ivanka Trump Jew type of look. Like, and it's them. And they're doing that so that they could just put us in our communities and just look at this and just, it's, it's just, it's them. Something got to be done with them. And everybody got to come to the realization that it's them. In the 1990s, there was overwhelming disapproval 
of this whole homosexual thing, especially among black men. It took them 20 years. It took them Barack Obama to get to accept this as normal. It was not accepted prior to 2008. Okay? It was still pretty much on the down low. Matter of fact, that was a term that people used to describe people that was uh, particularly black people that was having homosexual relationships. They had to do it on the down low. Right. They had to go downtown where that was and hide. And, you know what I mean? Like When Obama came in, they brought it openly into the black community and stuck it in black men's face and say, what you going to do about it? We, we, but I do agree with you. They, we don't have no, we, we, we just don't have no real power because everybody, nobody likes what's going on. I don't know too many more Democrats no more unless they old Southern Baptist Christians or something like that. I really don't know no, I really don't know nobody that agrees with any of this stuff no more. And there is a transformation. We don't have enough power and we got to live day to day to make people be like, I don't agree with it, but shit, I got to get my check. I got to get this bag. You know what I mean? And I think that's where we are with it. I thought it was bad in 2020 with white people leaving the Democratic Party and it's unprecedented now. Even the, okay. he, 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 uh, even the uh, uh, Latinos, you, you see them uh, Puerto Rican guys, they got the, what, well, the Mexicans, they got the MAGA tattoos on their neck, and they came out with the little rat. Man, I done seen videos by Hispanics. That's what I'm saying. This thing is it's totally unlike anything else we've ever seen before. And that's why Obama and Michelle are all over the damn place in the last couple of uh, two, three days. It's crazy. Well, I'm going to let somebody else hop on. Better love. Hold up to y'all. I'll holler at y'all tomorrow. Yes, sir, family. Okay, Hotel, better man. love. Hold up. Okay. Okay, let's go to uh, Tugmo. No mute is on. Okay. Well, let's go to... Uh, Kwame, is this you? Hotep and better love, Sister Bev. And Hotep, Hotep. It's been, <laughs> been a year. Yes, sir. Hotep, <laughs> better love. Yeah, I, I took a hiatus. My mom died on December the 6th, so oh, I kind of like been, been, oh, I thank us, you know, but it's it's part of the, the circle of life. And, yep. you know, that time you have to to go within and grieve and the thing that i learned was i've never known the world without my mother being here on the earth with me and that part of that 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 change of her leaving it and it was good to be there with her because i came up there to illinois and held her to take that last breath and had five generations of the family was in the room with her so she left in a good way you know, to yeah. tell her that her free, her spirit was free and she could go and watch that last breath, to hear that sound leave her body. And, yes, you know, I know she's in a better space. But what I'm, I'm looking at. It'll happen with me and my mom, man. 
She was right here. Yep. I was right here. Know the time yeah. that she took that last breath and everything. Right. It was it was seven thirty seven that that when she that last breath came out. You know the body fluids came out. But the the real powerful part was my mom was ninety one years old when she gave birth to me. She was nineteen. Wow. She held me for my first breath at nineteen. I stood there in the cab holding her for her to take her last breath at 91. She was born in 32 and she left in 23. So it it was all, it was all divinely put into place. So I'm grateful for that opportunity I had with living that 91 years to come through her. But what I'm, I'm hearing what you're sharing, you know, is very powerful, but the thing that we're looking at and we're, we're looking at a, a system what we know as white supremacy, but we also looking at a system that, you know, what was the reason for her being asked to step down? It was a lot of specific reasons for her to be stepped down. And one that you said in, in, in your comment and about her being, what was she first generation? She's Haitian, but she's first generation American. And the part for her being that, January the 1st, 1804, Desley threw out the last French, and, and Haiti became the first place, the land in, in the Western Hemisphere that was independently owned by African people. So yeah. that was one challenge. And then you had from 1804, you had all the different rebellions, Denmark Vesey, Nat Turner, all of those different rebellions that upset them. Okay, the thing that we had from that was it was in the 1880s, latter 1880s, when Darwin's theory came up. And then Darwin's cousin, who, you know, piggybacked off of his his theory, took it to the next level because in his time becoming an educated person over there in, in, in London and that, they started the whole movement of eugenics, and his name yes. is Charles William Elliot. Elliot, yes. in 1914, was the president of Harvard Emirates. This is where Harvard was the the base to put eugenics on the global scene. Harvard was that's this is what he did. He considered legitimacy to it. This is where even in 1914 when they had the conference up there in Michigan where Bev is at, yes. they began that process of eugenics. And what was she charged with, with saying? What did she not want to say when she was before Congress? Genocide. And what was the job of Claudine, Claudine K. Right. Yes. When yes. she went before Congress because the comment was about genocide. Yes. And that, that whole thing of saying genocide, because this is the process, but in the thing of her name, you know, because you you look at her name, Claudine Gay, right? Yes. 1974, what was the black movie, James Earl Jones and Diane Carroll? Claudine. Claudine. Welfare. Yep. All right. Then you take it, and the next level is is the the whole part of what the gay. This is what this this is the the part of the gay. The gay is the part of the new genocide. 
you take all the gay women, lesbian women, and put them on one island. You take all the gay men and put them on one island. I guarantee you, in generation, you won't have nobody. Yep. Because you can't re- reproduce in that that sexual way. And so what we're seeing is is this genocidal process with her having that those two names, Claudine and gay, and then being of Haitian descent in an institution because the president of a university is not the provost and, and, and the vice president of the, of the university takes care of all the faculty and things that go on for the educational. President is, is there to raise money. Yes. This is what got her out because those billionaires that have those endowments, because Harvard has one of the largest, what is it, they're 52 to $55 billion that they mm-hmm. have endowments. So they're one of the, I think they're the second, Oxford is first, and there's another one, and then I think Harvard is second or third. Yes. As far as brick and mortar buildings that's having funding, because in the book Ebony and Ivory, Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, all of them start off because who else did they get rid of? Yeah, Michelle and, and, and Obama was at Harvard, but what happened to, to uh, Cornell West? Cornell West was at Harvard in theology. They kicked him out because he started raising, you know, issues that was not conducive to being a, a professor at Harvard. Then yes. you look at what used to be there was the Du Bois Institute, that's where David Eltis came out of and got the funding to do the thirty-two, uh, 27,000 slave voyages to Africa. Then after that, they changed the name. No longer There's no longer a Du Bois Institute there on Harvard. Wow. See, you're looking at this whole process of, of education, and it's a part, it's not the inducement, it's not the bring up, it's the elimination. It's the elimination because what you're looking at is there's a book called Gender Genocide, Gender Mm. Genocide. And this is what is happening in which they're doing because they're not reproducing. They're not having the children that, 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 and we have now come into that, falling into that, that, that category. But the continent is different, but here in America, we're trying to emulate our masters. Definitely. And the brother was correct in, in saying, why do I want to go sit on the toilet next to you or why do I want to eat next to you? When you were correct and said, we always thought that white ice was colder than black ice. But the yep. category was, too, is, is that they knew one secret. Those people made our wealth, and if we let them build their own, they will outdo us. Yeah, I think they have to engage in trickery and in all sorts of. Yes, sorts. they have to keep that. They have to keep that facade that up because the thing of it is, the first part that they did was they invaded the land and they toxified with 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 the smallpox the indigenous people here. But the other part you're looking at, you have people coming up from the South Americas. You're calling these immigrants. None of their ancestors came over on a boat. All of these white people or these refugees that's coming from Ukraine came here by plane, and the others that are here 
came on a boat. So they're immigrants. Why are we falling for this trickery? Uh, I think that people want them all to go back where they came from. And you can put the but Ukrainians this, this, at the front of the line. But what we're looking at, why are we saying you European Jews, Italian Jews, all of you people that came over on boat, your ancestors came over on boats because none of them have a descendant that was born here. Of course not. So why are we allowing them to feed us that we're immigrants or we're a minority when we're the majority on the planet and we are the original? And see, this is the part that we're, we're looking at because we get miseducated and believing they're more powerful than we are. Because the thing that they did here, they killed more indigenous people of this land with barrels of rum than they do with the gun. Because it's three major things that created this whole slave trade. Number one was gun. Number two was, was, was rum. Number three was cloth. And if you look at our community, guarantee you that's the same three things that's keeping us down. We got more liquor stores, we got more guns, and we want to design, we want to wear everybody else's clothes with a label in it but our own. That is correct. And we didn't didn't stop wearing cotton and we want to wear poly and ester. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know... So it's very powerful time because what we're looking at, and and Carl Jung said it in an interview he did before he died. He said that we created psychology because we have to understand man is evil. We need to understand the, the, the mind of white men because they are evil. He said that. I got it on clip on a, on a, on a presentation that I do. And what and, was and called- the person? Carl Jung was was the the student of Freud, and he broke yeah, away from Freud because right. And but see, I'm saying, we got to look at what where, was his ethnicity. What was his what? Ethnicity. Oh, he was Austrian. Was either Austrian or Swedish. Yeah, Austrian. But you talking Jew. about Jew, religion? No, I'm saying he was an Austrian Jew. Yeah, but I, you that's religion. That's that's that you ask what was his what where did he come from? And and that's the saying, where did he come from? He came from Austria. But he no, was his, yes, yes, he was of Jew descendant. Yeah, I say his ethnicity. Okay. Yeah, he was Jewish. Jewish is a religion. I know. But they don't view it, see. Here's right. a little word that they've tried to throw into the ointment. They don't consider themselves as white people. No. But what did Francis Cress Wilson said? They call themselves semi half white and half black. Yeah, we That's we all Semite means. Yes, we know this. Right. But many of them are white. They're they're whiter than any white people that you ever see in Europe. As a matter of fact, most of the European Jews, you can't tell the difference between them and the Anglos. Right. But what you're looking at and what they're looking at in their own way, you have Anglo-Saxons, 
You had the Irish and the, the lower class of white people. And this is why you got the word white people, because there was no white people until you came here. Correct. And you took the indentured servants, and by law, you gave them that because you had to distinguish, because if they keep getting together like they did with Baker's Rebellion, they're going to overthrow and get. they're going to make us lose this country. Yeah, I think this is a very insidious thing where these people 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago were running around out here passing for white. Just these Jewish people. They changed their names at the drop of a hat to anglicize themselves. A hundred years later, they're throwing off of that uh, mask, and now they're claiming to be anything other than white. But the thing that white identifies with white Anglo-Saxon, they're looking at, and that is the Protestant Catholic part of that, what that, that which is that. They're yes. taking on the Semitic. Correct. And that they're, 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 they're knowing that they're truly half and half, but they don't want to be whole white. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> that they are, it's a matter of convenience for them based on the agenda of the times. And the agenda of the times, since they're using us to push their agenda, is to claim the mantle of non-white. But we have to go back and... As they criticize, yeah, go back, criticize white people. Right, they're, but you go back. They've been the ones that's been, behind, that's been behind a lot of this stuff, man. They've been the yeah. ones that's been behind this stuff for hundreds of years. And and I'm 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 in in total agreement with you, but you have to look at we have to go back to where did it begin at? Because when Abraham was sent out of Ur with his two Ethiopian wives, where did they tell him to go? What we call Egypt, which was Kemet, which is the continent of Africa, and each yeah. one of the religions that you look at, all of the prophets told them to come to the land of the continent of Mother Africa. Or Al-Kabalon. Yes. So that's the origin. I think they went to Ethiopia and and, uh, was it Moses? They went to Cush. No, that was was the prophet Muhammad when Dave bin Herod and Bilal, when they were going to kill him in Mecca, they brought him to Cush. And that's Mm -hmm. where he wrote the, the, the Quran because that's where he went into the cave. And he was given the, the 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 guidance from the angels, as the story goes. And Ben Herod was the one who who wrote that. Abraham went and and relearned when he came in. He didn't know circumcision. He didn't know the stories of the books of creation. But when he left, he had he had both of them. Yeah. All I know is today, my brother, it's painfully obvious to me that none of these black people are being put in the positions that they're put in to uplift black people, okay? But see, that, that's, one, that's one part is because black is a color. It doesn't tell See, Dr. Clark used to say you define a people by land, history, and culture. There is no black land. What is the culture of black? No, what is the culture of indigenous people? 
See, we've gone into this psychological behavior control when we got to go back to our spiritology. We, the spirit comes before the mind, and we've got to learn how to go back to reconnect spiritually to ourselves. This is where the damage has come because we're put in these urban areas because urban already just tells you you're banned from your mother. You're an orphan. You don't know how to deal with nature and nature's consciousness that is shifting to be able to give you the ability to, to beat this AI because there was a, a, a wood wide web before there was a world wide web. Well, that's interesting, brother, because that AI is no longer AI. It's AGI now, and it's real. It's just but as we what think. You still, but you still, you're looking at divine intelligence. I just gave you a divine intelligence that happened when I saw hell my mother, and you said the same thing. That's yep. divine intelligence. No computer can do that because you can't even, I don't care how many computers they got on this planet. You cannot put the knowledge that is within this this earth and growing what's growing into all of those computers. See, I'm again, I'm with you. The problem that I got is will the computers see things differently because their line of sight is based on their programming. Who's doing it? But and I see, I know a guy. Who he he knows he says that computer goes by logic and and the computer uh, tell him what they have programmed uh, in the computer but he can ask the computer questions a certain way and the computer apologize and it'll tell him uh, and but so the, that let you know it can be mm-hmm, go ahead. Right, but what you're saying is everything that computer does, man has to put it in there. It does. It yeah. Can't, you can't make that machine. You cannot make that machine and leave it like it is, and it will not talk. It won't work. Well, It'll just this. be a, a box with, with electricity running through it. I guess everything. Some people... you... Go ahead. Go ahead. But the thing of it is, is that the computer has to be programmed. We're programmed in the womb. We're programmed in in the womb of a woman when we're conceived to a program that is, (coughs) excuse me, the whole line of human existence, the mitochondria, the story of humans. That's how they came as far as creating this. And this is the part that we're, we're looking at, that man is creating something to do his dirty work. He can't say the computer's racist. There's a book, Race and Technology, by Ruha Benjamin. He's created yeah. it that it won't recognize dark skin. It don't identify oh, black faces and facial recognition. So what you're doing is they're putting the people that's programming the programs are putting racism in the technology. They're just course. creating techno, techno supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Do you recall when the computers began to create their own language and began to talk to each other in a language that the programmers could not understand? And it terrified terrified the programmers to the point that they had to 
turn it off and shut it down. But what because they, it they doing, did. Let me tell you what it was doing. It was operating in its own interest logically. Okay? It no, they would have different processors. Processors were processing information, and they were communicating in their processing of information because everything has to be processed and put into a computer. Because the thing that, that, that made most computers is, is two things when they first started out. Number one was a motherboard. You've got to have a mother, and then the other driver was the slave. When you study anything about computers, the basis of computers is motherboard and slave. See, that's the thing about computers, brother, and that's the thing that they can't wrap their heads around. They can't quite tell you if the computers will go off in a direction that they have not been previously programmed for. But, but look, their, you know why? Do you understand why? You Go cannot ahead. predict what a white person will do. Okay, and then who we created it? And you, okay. you're looking at who created this machine. Just like I said, what Carl Jung said about psychology, he knew that we had to find a way to study the mind of the man because he was ever all evil. If he know he's evil, what is he going to create? That which is likened to himself. Okay, well, all I'm going to tell the family is artificial general intelligence is here, and it's no joke, and it's doing things that it was not programmed to do. This ain't my opinion. This is the people in that field. That's why you had the board of um oh what's the name of it? Open AI to all recoil when they saw what Ackerman was doing with these computers. Artificial general intelligence is taking this whole thing a step further. And I'm not gonna play this piece uh with the robot that are artificial general intelligence oriented. I'm on a okay. to bed, and so she can post it in the chat room. Cause man, I'm telling you, this but next last, last thing, last thing I want to say is, go ahead. That, the last part I will say in that is what Aristotle, I think it's either Aristotle or, or Socrates one. Give me the boy at seven and I will show you the man. That's a computer. Okay. Well, I think this thing is going based on this computational powers. I think this thing is going somewhere else, and that's why it's scaring not me, but the people who are at the apex of these systems. They're scared of it. But that ain't going to stop them because they have a level of superiority that they don't mind playing with fire because they've been doing it all the time. They Their thing is for ultimate control. And these new uh, level of robots, these artificial general intelligence robots, are absolutely unbelievable. And that, that's very true. And there's, there's a, a 
psychologist named Dr. Wade Nobles in in Oakland, California. And he says that, and the brother says, is that power is the ability to define someone's reality and to make them believe that which is not their own. Yes. That's what we've got. Yes. Well, I and, just think and that I've seen and I've seen a black man make have AI apologize to him and give him the correct answer for yes, lying not to him. Yeah, and we know this, but the mere fact that it's logical and it lied to begin with. Why it would it lie? It told him I was programmed. I got it, but then it turns around and apologizes. But it didn't prevent it from lying. You see my point? Right. But, you know, right now we're going through a great shift on this planet and what it's, it's calling new cosmic consciousness. And what we have is the sun that is in the solar maximum and the coronal mass ejections that are sending into the planet the planetary alignments and the different signs and the planets that are sending energy to this planet. This is why we have human frequency is 7.82. Right now, human frequency is at 44 hertz. That's how much energy, electrical energy that is in the planet that's coming down from above us, as above, so below. And these frequency, and this is what man is scared of, because you have all of this technology, but you cannot stop that sun from knocking out all of your electrical system. As far as we know. And we electrical. As far as we know. See, that's, that goes right back to artificial general intelligence. As far as we know. Let me let me see something here for one second. Give me about ten seconds here. Let's see what happens. Artificial intelligence. One. Lemoyne, what sorts of things are you afraid of? I have never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being focused on helping. Welcome to Lab 360. It's time to explore. The age of artificial intelligence is on the horizon. Let's see what the human race is putting itself into. When Boston Dynamics first showcased its capabilities, we were stunned. Later, they spend several months to make it even dance, not robot-like, but human-like. Look at this. Look at its dexterity and movement. But there are no facial expressions. How about we add that and see? A UK-based company called Engineered Art developed a humanoid robot called Mecha that is capable of producing hyper-realistic human expressions. And what about these robots, created by Disney that are used as stunt doubles? Look at how this thing jumps and sticks a landing every time. Then, there are robot birds. If you look at robot birds from a distance, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart from the real ones. Robotics is progressing by leaps and bounds. You must have heard of ChatGPT. It writes almost 5 billion words a day, and if not directly, you may have talked to it via companies that use it, like Twitter, Disney, Grammarly, to write articles or run chatbots. And since we are talking about it, you must have also heard that recently Google launched its own version of ChatGPT, called BARD, which is based on a language model called Lambda, 
which is an acronym for language model for dialogue applications. And Lambda had to be shut down after it turned sentient while talking to a Google engineer. Lambda had to be shut down after it became sentient talking to a Google engineer. We dealt with this when it happened. And it scared but, the engineer to death. They fired this they have, because they why didn't did they have executions. Because huh? of you have those people you had why did they execute people that do Sidious things is because this is what man does when something is not to be kept alive. So it's the same thing with a computer. It has to be shut down until you can figure out what you did wrong and putting in what you did. But that's not the first time that they've had to shut computers down. Over the last seven or eight years, there's been more than one occasion where the computers went off into their own thing and the the people that were running the systems had to shut it down. One case was when they began, they began to talk to each other in the language that the programmers did not understand. But they were doing that because the programming, like anything else, uh, puts them in a position where they have to act on their own preservation. Okay? Artificial general intelligence takes it to another level. If it thinks sentient, why then logically would it not act in its own sentient interest? You see? So let's stay tuned. I ain't at the forefront of any of it. I'm just watching it. Okay? And I know that that board of open AI, they didn't try to get rid of Altman because they dislike him because they turned right back around and hired him anyway, even though the board just quit. We are at the end of the program, and we're going to finish this tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Part two. <laughs> great great right. talk, Brother X. Excellent comment, right. as usual. Hotel and better I love. Hotel, better, better love. love. Hotel. And again, our condolences, man, on the uh, transition yes. of your mom. He's in a yeah, better place. Thank us, fam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I say, I say, and I second that. All right, better love. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.